W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. They gathered for a prayer vigil when the shots rang out. Drive-by shooting last night in Chicago. At least 14 people injured, including a 3- and an 11-year-old and a teen. Uh, they're all in various conditions between uh, critical uh, and non-life-threatening. Uh, we also have a person struck uh, by a vehicle at the scene as well. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown on ABC 7 Chicago. There have been no arrests and there's no word of a motive. Crime is a big issue for voters in the upcoming midterms. And with Election Day a week away, President Biden's turning his attention to South Florida. He'll travel there today while former President Trump plans to stump there early next week. The president will hold a fundraising reception in support of Democrat Charlie Crist, who's challenging GOP Governor Ron DeSantis. And this evening, he will hold a Miami rally for Crist and Val Demings, who's running against Senator Marco Rubio. The Real Clear Politics average of polls shows both Republicans leading their Democratic challengers. On Sunday, former President Trump will be in South Florida campaigning for Rubio. Greg Clugston, the White House. Court appearance today for the man accused of attacking Paul Pelosi, the 82-year-old husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the suspect facing an array of charges. Attempted murder, residential burglary, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, false imprisonment of an elder, as well as threats to a public official and their family. That's San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jensen. The suspect, David DePap, allegedly planned to kidnap House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Stocks in positive territory on Wall Street so far this morning. Right now, the Dow is up 17 points. The Nasdaq ahead, 36. More on these stories, townhall.com. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that God's gifts should never be taken for granted. Take, for example, your retirement savings. You've worked hard for your money, and God has rewarded you for that. Now, with record inflation eating away at the value of the U.S. dollar, those rewards are literally being taken from you. But there is a way that faithful can fight back. By diversifying your retirement account into gold, your savings can be protected. And that's what God wants. Even better... A physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group allows you to transfer your current retirement funds into gold without fees or penalties. To see how it works, text the word FAITH to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. That's FAITH to 989898. Take action right now, and I pray that your family is blessed with continued prosperity. Federal judge blocks the merger of major publishing companies. Penguin Random House effort to buy Simon & Schuster has been blocked by Federal District Judge Florence Pan, who agrees with the Justice Department argument that joining two of the world's biggest publishers could lessen competition for top-selling books. Penguin Random House denounced the decision, calling it a setback for readers and authors. It adds it is seeking an expedited appeal. The Justice Department argued that the $2.2 billion merger would reduce competition and likely damage a vital cultural industry. I'm Tim McGuire. Experts from the U.N.'s nuclear power agency are inspecting two sites where Russia has made unfounded claims that Ukraine is manufacturing so-called dirty bombs. 
International Atomic Energy Agency Chief Rafael Grossi said that the inspections had begun at two locations and would be wrapping up soon. News and analysis, townhall.com. Becoming partly sunny during the afternoon, breezy at times, highs in the upper 60s. Tonight, partly cloudy, another mild night, overnight low 51. Tomorrow, sunny, highs in the upper 60s. Thursday, sunny, highs in the low 60s, a little bit cooler. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney, wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Tuesday. 60 in Norwich, 61 in New London. Good morning, I'm Marty Hausberger. A celebration in New London yesterday, politicians and businessmen gathering to rejoice in a $7 million grant that will go to help fund a new $18.5 million industrial marine complex. It's being built by Mohawk Northeast, based in Groton. That uh, grant comes from the U.S. Department of Transportation. The complex is expected to employ 100 people. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is heading to Connecticut to campaign for Republican candidate for Governor Bob Stefanowski. Christie scheduled to attend a campaign rally with Stefanowski Saturday morning at United Concrete in Wallingford. Recent polls show Stefanowski trailing Governor Ned Lamont by more than 10 percentage points heading into the election. Uh, next week, Stefanowski asking supporters to RSVP with his campaign if they want to attend that event. And a Baltic man already in custody for violating probation from a sex crime committed years ago now facing a child pornography charge. Uh, Gregory Butts arrested in March after a routine search of his Baltic home by probation officials, revealing eight hidden cell phones. Police say those phones contained illegal content and evidence that Butts had secretly recorded videos and images of a neighbor. State police have charged Butts with first-degree possession of child pornography remains held on a million-dollar bond. Partly sunny this afternoon, a bit breezy, high of 66, 60 right now in Norwich at 10.05. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH, and now Stu Breyer. I was listening to your news uh, because, you know, I, you're here and I'm there. Uh, stumping for someone, that's an odd expression, isn't it? Yeah, on the stump, you know, you're Get on, on the, the stage giving the speech. On the stage, so stumping. Stumping, yeah, that's where it that comes to be from. an odd word, you know? Yeah. Stumping, stumping for a candidate. What yeah. is that noise? I'm hearing noises. Uh, it's a computer mm-hmm. battery okay. that's... It's not me. It's not my that battery is, uh, running Running low. out of juice and is yet to be replaced. So I better talk quick before the juice is out. No, it has nothing to do with you. Have you heard the uh, Taylor Swift story? I've heard a lot of Taylor Swift stories. I Never. know she's in the. Uh, she's got every top ten song on the Billboard charts. I that, didn't know that. That's unheard of. That's crazy. I mean, that's unbelievable. All ten of them. She released an album, and uh, I guess they figured that all of the songs on the album represent songs in the top ten. Yeah, one through ten is her songs. It's hard to know anymore because the they don't people go online to get the songs, and then you can still get yeah. some records. And uh, I like the good old days, I can tell how many records were sold. But hey, listen. Yeah, what about radio play too? Radio they? play that was all came into Billboard and uh, happened. Yeah. Well, anyway, however they did it, congratulations to Taylor Swift. And I guess she just came out this morning and said she's going to tour. She will tour, huh? Yeah, that has been the big rumor. There's <clears throat> really nothing to promote anymore. I mean, she's already in the, got everything in the top ten. They can't get what any higher you, than I that. Know. Exactly. I what do you know. need to tour? Why do you need to tour? I don't know. If you're already in the top. You own the top ten, literally. You own everything. Everything. You know, I guess she likes touring. Oh, yeah. Fans love it. It's I'm amazing sure. how she is. You know, God bless her. I mean, she's worshipped 
Absolutely. She really is, yeah. When the anticipation of her new album coming out, everybody was like, wow. Oh, yeah, they were crazed. Just crazed. She always, like, drops it at midnight. <clears throat> yeah. I guess that works for her. I guess it works. I listened to the songs in the album. and uh, Did you? Yeah, I did. I I went on, uh, I asked Alexa. Okay. I said, play all oh. the songs from the, uh, just to get a general idea what people are talking about. There was mm-hmm. a couple of them I liked, but I yeah. I guess you hear, have to hear them more. Yeah, probably. To really get a, a general idea, but... Wow, I'm impressed you use Alexa. Yes, I do. It's easy to use. Really? Yeah, just say, Alexa, do this, do that. And she does it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me a back rub. Roll around in the rug, whatever. She has hands? She's, she'll do anything for oh, you. I didn't know that. By the way, I did ask her who's going to win the World Series, and she did predict. Who'd she say? She said the Phillies will win. Really? Yep. Alexa's going with the Phillies. They don't usually huh. do that. Alexa doesn't usually do give you a prediction. You know what I'm going to ask her? What's that? What are the winning Powerball numbers? That's what I'm going to ask her. Oh, that'll be a great one. Maybe if she gives them to me, I'll, I'll play them. Wow. I didn't 1.2 have... billion on Why didn't I think of that, huh? Yeah, well, too late. It's mine now. Don't you have one of those gizmos with you in the, in the studio there? No? I, I have my Siri, my phone, but I don't have an Alexa. No. You don't think Siri would give you the numbers? I hate Siri. She's st- uh, she no. doesn't do anything I ask her to do. No kidding. Are you asking her yeah. tough things or what? No. It's easy stuff, and she always messes it up. I'm very down on Siri. I could try to see if she'll give me some lottery numbers. But. That's good. Maybe she uh, went to the different school that Alexa went to. Siri, what are, uh, is going to be the winning lottery numbers tomorrow night for Powerball? She'll just give me tomorrow or last night's uh, drawing, probably. Siri? Next drawing, win the Powerball drawing. Doesn't, doesn't she talk or what? No, not really. Siri doesn't talk? I don't think so. Are you serious? At least mine doesn't. I don't know. I probably don't have her set up right. No, she's supposed to talk to you. Alexa talks all the time to me. Sometimes even when I don't want to talk. Yeah, she just gave me the winning numbers from last night. I want the winning numbers tomorrow night. Yeah, it's too late to get last night's, huh? Well, yeah, it's too late now. So tomorrow night it's over a billion dollars. You know, 1. Give, or, 2, yeah. give or take a few bucks. And, uh, hmm. Well, I'm going to ask Alexa tonight. I'll, uh... Because you're such a good guy, I'm gonna we'll we'll split the ticket. All right, and I'll do the same since it's my idea, and I'll split it with you. Okay. But you do it, I'll do it. Surely, between the two of us, we can win. And then we can each play what numbers our contraptions give us. Oh, you have yes. Alexa too? Yeah, at home I do. Okay, so yeah. it should be the same numbers, which will be she won't say. You think they'll be the same? I, I guess they would be the same, right? I don't know. We'll try to match it tomorrow. All right. But she did say the Phillies. She said the Phillies, huh? So that means All if right. I bet on the Phillies and they don't win the World Series, I'm unplugging her. Yeah, you should do more than that. Well, I don't want to get nasty because once in a while I get mad at her and she said that wasn't very nice. Yeah, she does have a little bit of an it's attitude. A, it's a bit of a temper, bit yeah. of a temper. You can stick her in the drawer. Say, hey, a little time out for you, Alexa. Well, then you'd hear, (laughs) Yeah, I know, but... I think she drinks at night, too. She's weird in the morning. Yeah, she's a little freaky. Like she's got a hangover. For those of you who don't know what Alexa is, you're probably thinking, Okay, okay, (laughs) fellas, you're gonzo. Yeah. It's a little tube, and it answers just about everything imaginable. She's getting smarter every day, too. 
Yeah, she she knows a lot about you, yes. She knows a lot about everything. I ask her for any song, and 99% of the time she'll play it. It is pretty amazing. You yeah. know, songs that weren't even big hits. Like, man, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know some stuff that nobody knows, and she'll oh, play those, say, too. Yeah, really? she does. Wow. All right, I'm going to get the numbers perhaps tonight. All right. All right. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Happy Tuesday. Got a lot of uh, little uh, monsters come to the door yesterday. No, nothing in my neighborhood. So I'm left with a few Kit Kats, which... We took care of very easily. It's not like the old days when kids were knocking on the door and ringing the bell. And WICH, welcome. Nobody went away hungry on my street. You got a lot of them, buddy, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, we got, I think we've got about the usual amount, probably 100 or so. And, the, and the, the ones that are like over six feet tall, they show up about 8 o'clock. I don't like the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like They're, them. Their costume was a Walmart bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not fair. You want to get some candy, put a little work into it, you know? That's right. No, but it was it was a wonderful night. Lots of little monsters. I asked uh, one of my I asked a couple of my neighbors what uh, what is the most popular costume that everybody's seeing and there did not seem to be um a favorite. There just was such a variety of costumes. It's a compilation this year, huh? I think there's one called Woody. I Woody? don't know who Woody is. Woody is from the uh, Toy Story oh, Walt that, okay. Disney film. That one yeah. was pretty popular. Yeah, Woody, Woody, yeah. But, I mean, there were there were all kinds. And then, you know, the two six-foot-tall boys dressed as a Walmart bag. That was, that was clever, of course. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so Marty's, uh, Marty doesn't have his uh, phone set up right. He can go into... Siri settings and make Siri talk. My Siri talks. Your Siri talks. I'm betting you know he can make his Siri talk. I don't. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know if he's yep. doing it right or what. In fact, uh, while you were talking to Marty, I asked Siri who is Stu Breyer, and said Stuart Breyer is the head of some big corporation, the CEO. Oh, really? See, all this stuff we didn't know about you. Well, I'm waiting for the checks. Yeah, really, checks in the mail. When is your? Um, when is your woke guest coming on? Is that at eleven o'clock? That's eleven. It should be interesting. He's uh, he works for the Epic Times. He's uh, he's worked with so many different people, and his name is A.J. Rice. The book is called The Woking Dead. You hear about that expression a lot, Kevin, folks. What the oh, heck the is time. woke? Yeah, more and more. We're going to get a better um, idea what woke is. Every time I hear it, my stomach rolls. But I, I'm I'm anxious to learn, you know, from somebody who's yeah. really. You know, it's sort of an offspring of the cancel culture. People are... Yeah, I don't know which came first. I thought woke came first, but maybe they're the same. I think cancel culture and then and woke and, then, you know, changing things. and Yeah. Not for the better in many uh, uh, situations, as far as I'm concerned. So did you get any uh, woke trick-or-treaters last night? No. And I went to bed and no one woke me up. Oh, really? Oh. You don't get them anymore, huh? I figure after eight o'clock the lights go out and that's it. Oh yeah. No, yeah, we don't get them. Late enough. 
Not even a... I never even heard a whisper outside walking or nothing. Oh, wow. My goodness. I know. Well, I'm glad I live in Norwich then, because we're old-fashioned here, and we still trick-or-treat, and uh, i got to say, the Norwich police were out patrolling, Good. and Good. some of the officers were stopping and talking to the kids. It was it was really great. I, I noticed that last year, too. Uh, they were patrolling and, and just kind of helping add to the... The festive tone well, of everything. I didn't, I didn't hear of uh, any problems, thank God. And uh, not that I heard of. No, I hope and, not. Uh, you spent a hundred thousand dollars on candy. You're a good sport. Oh, what you found the sale, huh? A <laughs> hundred kids. Good grief! I think we spent uh, seventy-five or eighty dollars on candy. That's a lot of money. You betcha. You kidding? Yeah, I split it with my neighbor. But uh, uh, yeah, every year it's more and more. Uh, I think next year we're just going to... Oh, uh, she was using uh, glow sticks, and um, one of the kids started taking the the glow sticks. So maybe next year we'll just give out glow sticks. Oh, yeah, They'll that's pro- good. Probably be cheaper than candy, as long as they don't eat them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we'll keep candy for the little kids <clears throat> and glow sticks for the medium-age kids. And yeah, they'll take... What should we give the teenagers next year? They'll take about anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As long as something they can play with. Or... Yeah. Well, all, right, all right, looking forward to the 11 o'clock hour. All right, buddy. Thanks for calling. Thanks, dude. See you. Bye-bye. Welcome Can to the program. Up. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Stu. Good morning, Joe. You know what I like, Stu? Oh, I was just listening to you and Kevin. Mm. Yeah, $80 is a lot of uh, money for the and dole out. Use the words I think your father taught you because he was a gambler. Dole and dough. He should have bought a lot of loaves of bread and handed it out. You got monsters six foot two. You know they're not 14. No, I, no, that's I stopped trick-or-treating, Stu, probably when I was like 10. That's too old, yeah. You know, and then for Kevin to spend all that money, I had four trick-or-treaters and they live right in my Victorian house where I live. And they're new kids and they're both two of them boys and two girls I went and I got five dollar bills one for each of them nice crisp ones and I put them in an envelope and I hand carried them down to the doors and they oh thank you Joe I said buy your own candy <laughs> and that's the only trick-or-treaters I had last night dude I don't get trick-or-treaters I live I could be at Kevin's house I know where he lives I'm right at Bullet on Washington Street here by Sam's gas station right across the way but anyhow, Stu, I was thinking. Yes, sir. Uh, it was great. I'm glad the World Series. You don't start a game knowing it's going to rain or you think it's going to rain, and three innings go by, and then the fans in Philly would go berserk. Yeah, I'm glad, so I'm they, glad they didn't they try it. the game, so I'm looking forward to it tonight. So I listened to Marty's uh, Cincinnati Reds and the Cleveland Browns the NFL Monday night. Boy, they, he even said it on the air. His team, the Cincinnati Bengals, they got romped. Yeah, there's been some very uh, lopsided football games this year. Yeah, yeah. My Eagles are still hanging in, but I'm not worried about Eagles right now. My mind is focused so bad on the Philadelphia Bills. It's been since 2008, I believe, or nine. Larry would know. But another note, and I let you go because I'm hogging you up. I thought about your hot dog. I love a great hot dog in Chester, downtown in Chester, Pennsylvania. Johnny's Dogs open seven days a week. It would be like the fifties without uh, without Christine's uh, fifty-seven Chevy delivering there. You had to go in and get them. The grill was twice the size of a Robert B- Webb there when I came up to the WIC. It's picture two cafeteria tables. The grill had constant fried hot dogs on it too, and their special 
special sauce. 30 cents a dog. I get a six pack. I get six hot dogs and two biters, man. They're gone, just like a Fenway Frank. So anyhow, what would you like on your favorite hot dog, and how do you like it cooked? I'm just a mustard guy. What can I tell you? Oh, God. My favorite is boiled or fried mustard, onions, and relish. Ooh. Now you want to get a little fancy? Mustard, onion, and boiled. Mustard, onion, and sauerkraut. That would be my second favorite. Third favorite, you give me a chili dog that has to have beans and beef, hot sauce, and cheddar cheese. All right, my man. All right, thank you. I love you. Feeling hungry. Yesterday, I dressed up as a um, hot dog and came to work. And uh, Melanie, who works here, called me instead of Oscar Weiner, Oscar Breyer. Is that what you call me? Yeah. Oscar Weiner, Oscar... Well, anyway, so I'm never going to get rid of this hot dog uh, nicknames now for a while. You're in the air. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Stu. How you doing? All right, sir. Welcome. Happy November, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to call. I wanted to give a shout-out to some of the good folks last night, Uh, you know, yesterday I, I got into my usual uh, down mood, you know, seeing, at first I was seeing nothing but grown adults dressed dressed up in ridiculous costumes all over town. Oh. You know, including a man in a baby costume riding in a moped. And I'm like, oh my God. And, and I, know, I know from past experience that I get no trick-or-treaters at my house. And um, I'm very much against trunk or treat and going to the, or going to the mall down at Foxwoods. And luckily... We had a friend who had a, they're, they're the youngest is sick, so they can't go far, and I happened to get in contact with them, went over to their house, and we went in their neighborhood, and oh man, it's, it's old time Halloween from my day, probably from your day, probably even better than my day, and that there's people who are going all out and turning their garages into little miniature haunted houses. Oh, that's wonderful. And little kids, it too. It was huh? wonderful. Yeah. And, and this person happens to be an immigrant, so I was able to explain to her that uh, the point of Halloween really is just for the kids to have fun and to build, and this is the important part, to build trust in your neighborhood and in your community. So when you take that away, it's just nonsense, and it actually is, you know, in, in a way, the people that are a little bit on the, on the Ned Flanders side of things are, are actually correct. It is demonic, you know, but you can you can take the good and, and just, just to live with the bad. It's not a, it's not a big deal when you have the I'm good, sure. and the good makes me feel so refreshed. I'm so happy to see it. I'm glad you had Even a good time. One person on the route. I don't think she gave away any candy, mm-hmm. but she was handing out Bible verses. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. As a parent, I like that. But as a person that's given away Bible verses, I would I would uh, at least put a camera out because you you, you never know when the neighborhood teenagers might come with their eggs. But uh-huh. it was a good it was a good time. So it's over in the Three Rivers area. I didn't go over when I was younger. The, the tiny houses that are like little matchbox houses, that was where there was a lot of activity. Um, and then on the other side, more toward through 82, it wasn't as much. And we didn't go towards the matchbox houses. We didn't have to. It was it was just a classic Halloween experience. And then back at home, I left my wife at home. We're giving out full-size candy bars. And the only person that were there to collect the candy bars were my kids and the people we went trick-or-treating with. Oh Nobody went. The full-size candy bars, boy, they missed out on you. So what about, yeah, well, let me ask you, while well, i got a second here, uh, any phenomenal costumes, or was there any theme to the costumes? Or Oh, my kids just picked up costumes at, at Target. You know, there, there was a, a Spider-Man and a, uh, <clears throat> a fairy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the most phenomenal costume I saw was the one that made me laugh. Was there was a an, a kid? I you know you can't tell how old the kid is, but you can tell by the size of the kid um, who can, who's having a lot of difficulty getting up and down stairs because of this gigantic chicken costume that, that he or she was wearing. Oh, I see big. I chicken. thought it was very entertaining. That's great. And to all parents, I would encourage you, even if your neighborhood is not very good for trick-or-treating, take your kids out into that neighborhood and try and get something going, and then go to a neighborhood that is good. And I don't know if you have any friends in those neighborhoods, maybe give them 10 bucks at the end of the day, because it's these good neighborhoods where it's like the last bastion of Americanism there. And it's not just Americans doing it. Like, I don't want to other or, 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 or say that they're not American, but there's a lot of people who 30 years ago weren't here. And they particularly get into it. Chinese, who are giving out candy. That's great. They can all get into it. And the whole yeah. idea is to have a little fun. Hey, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Take care, Stuart. You too. i got to take a little break. Uh, 889-5252, and you would be next. As our state senator, Heather Summers is delivering results for Eastern Connecticut and challenging the status quo in Hartford. Fighting for our families, Heather Summers worked across party lines to pass a $600 million tax cut, stood with police to keep our communities safe, and defended parents' rights in our schools. Fighting for lower taxes, Summers successfully eliminated retirement taxes for seniors, expanded the child tax credit, repealed a tax on medical centers, and paused Connecticut's gas tax. Fighting for affordable, high-quality health care, Heather Summers passed a landmark plan to combat the opioid epidemic, helped ensure first responders with PTSD get the care they need, and passed solutions to expand access to care for women. Heather Summers is fighting for our families, for lower taxes, and to deliver results for us. I'm Heather Summers, candidate for state senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Heather Summers for state senate, Constantine Adipos, treasurer. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're speaking another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Get more for your Medicare dollar, Connecticut, with a $0 premium Medicare Advantage plan from United Healthcare. With a United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plan, it's easier than ever to get more for your Medicare dollar, including better than ever dental, vision, over the counter, and prescription drug coverage. Take advantage. Call United Healthcare today at 1 855 296 0896. That's 1 855 296 0896. Benefits, features, and or devices vary by plan and area. Limitations and exclusions apply. Stu Brown with you, WICH, one of the uh, members of the uh, Hall of Fame Young Rascals group, going to be joining me for a little interview after 1 o'clock today in the Hall of Fame, and they're making a comeback, the Rascals. Welcome to the program. Hey, Stu, here's a good one for you. All right. Uh, in the bulletin there, they're thinking about building a, another industrial park, and uh, one of the proposals is maybe we could have a manufacturing place at the industrial park it would make those wind towers and all that stuff that down in London they need. Mm-hmm. Be good jobs, good pay and everything, you know. They can't see no farther than the end of their nose. 
the other night on TV in Germany, they're ripping those things down in this coal under, they're digging the coal up. Now, if they're tearing them down, why would we even consider building an industrial park to make new towers? It's a boondoggle idea. And that's just that's the way we operate over here, foolishly. Okay, Stu, catch right, you later. Thank you. Well, with those wind things, you hear good, you hear bad, and then how many years we've been talking about it? I don't know. Hello, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, Stu. Hi. Um, that gentleman that was talking about the neighborhood over by Three Rivers, I have one of those matchbox houses. I didn't give out any candy. Um, I used to, but um, people come by the car loads in our area because of there's so many houses. But I wanted to tell you something that was strange. I went over to my neighbor's house, and he was decorating his whole front lawn with all these blow-up figures. And as we were talking, they all went flat. I says, your, uh, your figures just went flat. He goes, no. Uh, he blows it up by his smartphone. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that strange? You don't have to blow up the thing. There's Somehow or another, I guess he was telling me he does everything by smartphone, everything, you know, his house and everything. I'm like, wow, is that cool or what? I don't know how it works, but he does something, and it blows right back up again. Well, those and he's a phone, large figure. Those phones are really smart. I, they're starting to do everything now. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that something? I'm learning something new every day. So, okay, that's it. All right. Thank you. Bye. No candy from her house. Well, that's up to the person who lives there. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, you're on. Good morning. How are you? Good. You're whispering today. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about the election, which is a week away. A week away, ladies and gentlemen. Then, please, let it be over. Yes. Oh, I know. Thank oh, those commercials. Um, but I wanted to say that the Democrats are saying that the Republicans want to um, get rid of Social Security and Medicare. Which, of course, is a lie. And that's not true. They've been saying that um, every every election we hear the same they rhetoric. Do. They try to scare, I mean, because they know yeah. that the elderly are most likely to vote, yeah. and this would terrify them. And so I just want to say it's not true. It's criminal. The only thing that mm. they... They talked about doing, which I think is a good year because there's a cutoff when they stop taking Social Security benefits, Social Security out of your paycheck, and they want to raise that. And I don't see a problem with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the incomes have gone up since since they set that that arbitrary number. So you know, to to raise that a little bit and get more into the system. I don't see where it's wrong. Um, you know, they use the Social Security and Medicare, and that's something that we pay into. They they never say welfare. They never say they're not going to get a raise. They never never say they're going to cut some of their staff. So um, anyway, as far as the election next week, I think we need new people in there, not ones, you know, because I'm a Democrat. I'm going to vote with the Democrats. Um, we need new people. We need people that are, will think for themselves, people that will do the best for their constituents, um, and people that are, have not 
let me just put it this way. I think Richard Blumenthal um, is, has not done enough for us. Um, yes, he votes on this, he votes on that, but he doesn't really create any new, new bills. He, they, to me, he's always there for a photo op, and um, it's wrong. You know, you need to do things for your constituents. To me, he's out of touch with those of us who were in the lower class or the middle class. He's forgotten. I don't know if he ever knew about them. Um, I really actually, I didn't like him as an attorney general either. But I don't think he's really been for the common folk. And, I mean, today I'm getting oil. I didn't even ask them what the price was because I was terrified. Mm-hmm. It's gone up so much. And there's a shortage of the oil, um, and they're not doing anything about it. All they're doing is trying to scare seniors into voting for them. You know, and they use this Medicare thing. I mean, the abortion thing. The, abortion is not health care. Uh, you know, I, I, whenever anybody says that, it just... Just, just let so me say, angry. just let me say one thing because I've done this for many years and I've interviewed so many politicians. When you hear somebody say that you're going to lose your social security, they are scaring you. They are lying to you. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, every every election. They every do election, believe me. Right? Yeah, grandmother's going over the cliff. You know, um, it's wrong. I mean, right now. Um, Think about how it was two years ago, and think about how it is now. And if it's different, if it's hurting you every time you go to the grocery store, every time you fill your tank of gas, because gas has gone up, every time you fill your tank of oil, it's gone up. If if you don't like that, then vote the, the people out. Vote for somebody new. Um, you know, You know, most of these bills that were passed, the spending bills, were passed with 50 votes from Democrats, and the 51st was from the vice president. You know, it was 50-50, um, and they're voting. Right. Well, I don't uh, care what they say about how they care for the common I know that, people I know that I will and be, all of this other stuff. I will be voting That's early and get that done. Vote. All right, thank you. You can say anything, but it's what you do. All right, Next enjoy time. the day. Thank you. Yep. Hi, welcome to the program. You're on the air. <clears throat> Good morning. You made a very cute little uh, hot dog. I saw you. Oh, I'm and, a cute um, hot dog? You, you, <clears throat> it was cute. <clears throat> Today I revealed my true identity. I'm not really a hot dog, but don't tell anybody. You are, you are not a weenie uh, by any means. But I, <laughs> I wanted to agree with Joey. I, I remember my mom used to boil my hot dogs, but I love them fried, mm. but open. Um, and I'm with him. If the onion is available in condiment, I'm a relish person, mustard and relish, and I will put um, diced onions on it as well. Um, nothing like a toasted bun, no pun intended. Um, and then uh, I don't know if anyone remembers Lums. Remember Lums? Oh, sure. I used to love Lum dogs. That was a hot dog uh, guy. Yeah. Because, yeah, because when Joey <laughs> said sauerkraut, they used to steam the dogs in beer. Mm-hmm. But I was a child that I could had it, and I used to got um, sauerkraut on my hot dog. Yeah, Lums was good. There's no more Lums anymore, I don't think. No, yeah. and it, I didn't like the 95 house because I was a kid and I didn't like steak, so when my brother and father would um, go out to dinner with me, we'd go to Lums first, and I'd get my dog and my fries and sit in the back seat 
and we'd drive around until I would finish it. Well, I was little, and the thing was so huge, my brother would get mad. He'd say, I'm starving. Are you done with that thing yet? Because I couldn't go into the restaurant with the food. And my father knew I wasn't going to eat anything, so they fed me first, and that was, and then that you, was what we did. And then you went in the restaurant and watched them eat steak? Is that it? Yeah, kind of, because remember they had the 95-house um, salad with the oh, yeah, steak, sure, and that was course. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd get a Coke and maybe some dessert. And then the other thing is about Halloween, um, we tended to make our own costumes. I mean, we went to Grant's in Waterford, if you remember that. Um, you know, and it came in a box, and the mm-hmm. mask was plastic, and, of course, you were, like, sweating by the end of the night. And it was always cold, and we always had to wear a stupid winter coat with our mm. little costume tied around us. But we tried to make our own, like I was a mummy one year, with rags tied all around me. Um, we were bums a lot. We were too old to really be treated. Yeah, we had traditional stuff. I was Groucho Marx one year. I had the cigar, and I was trying to train everybody, you know. That's good. But, uh, I had a kid dressed up like Marilyn Monroe. Oh, oh. my God. He just, his, his bag was his pocketbook. He had high heels. And I said, God bless you. I said, look at you. And he, he, the guy was right before me. He said something like, if the kids don't dress up, he's not, they're not getting any candy. They, you know, come yeah, on. Yeah, you got to put a, a little, little imagination. A little work into it, yeah. Well, I live in North Stonington, and we don't get any trick-or-treaters. We live on a 17 um, dirt mm-hmm. road, dead-end street. Yeah. I don't miss it, but I loved I loved it when I lived in Legend. Like the other guy said, we used to get 30, 40, 50 kids. They'd come in my house. I'd give them some cider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. No, those were fun days. At least they seem to be. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. See you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Let's take this call before the break. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Uh, I did a first last week. What did you do? I went and I voted. I got an absentee ballot. Oh, good. And good. I went down to the town hall. I brought it in and gave it to the woman. Excellent. Yes, I did. So I just thought I'd let you know. Well, it's nice it's done. You did your civic duty. And, yes, um, I did. I did. We're lucky I, I, that we can do that in this country. Right. And uh, I, I didn't want anybody saying they lost it or anything else. So I brought it in myself and I handed it to her. Well, so, good for you. Yeah, that's what I think. And now you're all <laughs> set when Tuesday comes around next Tuesday. I'm all set you're already. All set. I'm going to be running in the morning and doing it next yep, Tuesday. Yeah, right, right. All right, my friend. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Get to another call coming up, WICH with Stu, A.J. Rice, my guest at 11.05. You'll find him very interesting. Fox News commentary. Bikini-clad baristas in Washington State will not have to cover up for work after winning their case in federal court. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Starting to realize your small business is a little overwhelmed by the holiday rush? It's still not too late to get all of your shipping and mailing under control with Stamps.com. Sign up right now, and you'll be printing your own postage in just minutes with discounted USPS and UPS shipping rates. Just go to Stamps.com, click the mic at the top of the page, and use code BUSINESS for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. That's Stamps.com. Code business. 
A federal judge has ruled in favor of bikini baristas in Washington state, meaning they will not be required to adhere to a dress code ordinance that quick service workers cover the upper and lower body. The U.S. District Court in Seattle ruled the ordinance unconstitutional under the Equal Protection Clause because it unfairly discriminated against females. So the hillbilly hotties of Everett, Washington will now be free to wear their bikinis in constitutional, America-loving peace. Now this may seem like a small victory, but it's a victory nonetheless, and I'm not a feminist, but if employees and customers alike voluntarily decide coffee with a side of string bikini is what they want, then by goodness, they should be free to enjoy it. After all, if men can dress as drag queens for a public library story hour, then why the heck should baristas be shamed for wearing bikinis to work? God bless America. I'm Tommy Laren. This is Mayor Pete Nystrom, along with School Building Committee Chairman Mark Betancourt, speaking with you concerning the school bonding referendum that's on the ballot November 8th. State reimbursement will reduce Norwich's cost by two-thirds, and we may be able to save more than that. Failing to pass this referendum will force the city to pay for repairs to existing schools with no state reimbursement and actually cost the city more than building new schools will. I, for one, do not want to pour good money after bad trying to support an inefficient and old system that costs too much to operate and doesn't properly support our students. With state reimbursement, it will actually cost less to build new. It will allow us to save operational costs, provide the best opportunity for our students, and make Norwich a more attractive community in which to live. Building new schools just makes sense. This is Mark Betancourt. I ask that you please support the school building referendum on November 8th. This ad was paid for by attorney Samuel Browning and or Mark Betancourt. When your ride isn't running right, that's when you should run right to Quersh's Auto Repair. You'll get honest, upfront answers and great service because their experienced and highly trained techs know exactly what they're doing. There'll be no surprises because every customer gets a complete written estimate before the work begins, so you're never hit with an unexpected expense. From alignments to oil changes to certified emissions repairs, Corsha's can do it all with the right combination of the latest technology and good old-time service. They know your time is valuable, so they get the job done right the first time and in a timely manner. Do you need to service your Subaru? Take it to Corsha's. Their new Subaru specialist has over 30 years of experience. Corsha's Auto Repair, 8th and North Main in Norwich. Keeping your ride running from grill to tailpipe for over 30 years. Find us online at Corsha'sAutoRepair.com. That's Q-U-E-R-C-I-A-S AutoRepair.com. WIC, it's weather after the showers. We're going to get some sun today, 66. Tonight, partly cloudy, mild, 51. Wednesday, sunny, 69. Thursday, sunny, 63. We'll take it. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Going once. Going twice. Hi, welcome to the program. Happy November, Father Stowe. Yes, let's all have a good November. That'd be wonderful. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a good one. This, it's my birthday month. Oh, good, good. How's your throat? That's okay. I'm feeling better. It's still, it's been a long, uh, drizzly month for me, but uh, we're doing all right. Yeah, I heard you coughing while I was on hold. I think it was you. Probably if you heard coughing, it was me, yes. Yeah, well, it could have been me. Okay. I got. I have one, too. Hey, uh, Stu, listen. Yes, uh, man. Your, your callers, you had one today, and you have other callers who call up about the different candidates and 
what they're running on and what they have done and what they say and what they do and back and forth. And it made me think, perhaps the voters need to realign their uh, way of voting. In In other words, they shouldn't maybe wait around until election time and find out what's going on with their candidates. Maybe they should have something set up whereby they could be informed uh, and and that's something I just thought of as something I'm going to give some more thought to. Well, there's a lot of different venues that people can really find out more about their candidates if they want to take the time. Like the League of Women Voters? You know, you know online, you can uh, listen to different news uh, programs. Yeah, I, different I, I guess I'm thinking more or less about someone that's kind of a representative for voters, someone people can relate to. Because I think what what has happened is the voters have somewhat fell behind the times of this of our country. Our country has progressed in so many different ways. You know that better than anybody, especially in your field. And and I, I just think the the voters need to, to find ways of getting some people to uh, represent them that can, can reach out to them, let them know what's going on. And uh, this may, again, sound extreme, but begin to start looking at some of the psychological elements of our country, because our country has different cultures, different religions, all sorts of variations, and they don't match up with what we think should be happening in our country. And we, we need to try to get a handle on that. And so what I like is calling your show and it gives me a chance to mm-hmm. say what I'm thinking mm-hmm. verbally and then I can put it on paper. Well, I'm glad you do. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you. Hello, good morning to you. You're on the air. Oh, hi, Stu. Hello, Susie. I've yeah. got a, a guy who actually writes for the Epic Times coming on at uh, 11.05, A.J. Rice, and among other places. Oh, cool. Uh, what's on your mind today? Well... Uh, um, my weather proverb says for November 1st um, is Indian summer because we have a little stretch of warmth and we're right on the mark on that. I was looking at my book last night and alums worked there, done that. And 95 House, remember the Gargonzola salad dressing? Oh, yeah, I used to go to 95 House Lums, and I ate a lot, yes. Yep, yep. And I, <clears throat> Okay, now... In the USA Today, the other day, they obvi- in the 50-state section, they obviously thought this was a big deal because the fact that Ned L- Governor Lamont made $54 million in investments in one year, that was in the newspaper. So I think they thought there was something unusual about that. So I think he could take his $54 million and go play with it somewhere because he doesn't need Connecticut. Well, good. Yeah, maybe he's not uh, running for governor for the money, obviously. Well, <clears throat> I don't see where he's done anything good, and I'll tell you why. You know what I heard in the middle of the night last night? Well, you could hear anything in the middle of the night Well, Halloween. Well, this mm-hmm. because, it, it, what do you call it, coast-to-coast well, they called it Ghost to Ghost last night. But that's, you know, it comes on different stations. So I happened to be, that was the one that came in. Usually I'm on a New York station. Okay, so what did you hear? Okay, that 
Eversource is claiming we're going to have power outages in Connecticut this this winter. Why? Lack of natural gas. And they're complaining to Biden. And um, the um, Governor Lamont is the one that made all the deals with Eversource, and Eversource is the one playing around with the darn old wind turbines out in the water, we, they're not going to even be up. They're not going to be doing a thing for us. We need to heat now. And, you know, cause, but power and everything, some people heat with electric, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, Eversource is complaining we could have black uh, power outages in Connecticut. And did anybody notice there's no baby formula? The shortages in Connecticut, and Murphy is supposedly working on it. I thought that was over and done. Well, it got better, but maybe it's getting bad again. I don't well, know. Well, I, I guess it is, <clears throat> but um, we really need a change. And, yeah, I already voted, too. Everybody in my household already voted, too, just like... Um, I can't think of her name, so Judy. Judy. Well, I, you have early voting in Preston. No, no. You had absentee we ballots. In and got the what you might call it. Uh huh. Okay. them out and uh, got them in. So everybody, anybody can get an absentee ballot. It appears well, now. You it's ha- yeah, certainly you changed. Can, you can. Mm-hmm. You can. But we had to call our town hall and request them. You don't mm-hmm. just get them in the mail. Yeah. And I'll tell you one other thing. I don't know how any illegal alien or anyone who is not supposed to vote, I do not know how they can even fill these things out. There's so much paperwork. Well, it's kind of want it to like, be too easy, I guess. Well, no, because like, <clears throat> you, you get all kinds of government paraphernalia in there that says, you know, if this is not signed and dated, this will not be counted, and this and that. It's got, I mean, it, you got to sign Well, I want it to be, I want, them, I want them to be careful. i got to run, though, Susie. I'm getting a little tight today, but thanks. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I have a ruptured aneurysm. That's what my brother died from. Oh, God, I'm um, sorry to hear I that. I want to make another comment, because... Um, I'm disgusted with everybody, especially white people. And I, my father was white. He came. His that doesn't um, make any sense. Parents come here. You're disgusted no, with white people. White men came here for the land. They killed Native Americans. They locked <clears throat> them up and killed them, and said so, they weren't mentally competent. So you want to blame this every has white been person? Going on for a hundred years. It's still going on. Native Americans need to regain some control over this country to get some peace going. Okay. But it's silly to blame every white person for what, ha- what happened in the past. Still, I'm white, half white. Excuse me? I know. But I, I mean, mean it's... you've contributed to the mass hysteria. Listen to <clears throat> your callers. Bye. Bye. I think we just heard one. Let's take a little break. 889 5252 is the number. Hello. I'm Sandra Grillo, one of the pharmacists at Utley & Jones Pharmacy. At Utley & Jones Pharmacy, we take pride in maintaining personal relationships with our patients, and we've been at it for nearly 150 years. You've always known that we fill prescriptions, but did you know that we also offer vaccines, medication therapy management, and medication synchronization? Did you know that we are one of the few local pharmacies that still compound special medications for adults, children, and pets? 
Our convenient location next to the Bacchus Hospital makes it easy for you to pick up your medications, but should you have trouble getting out, call ahead for prompt delivery of your prescriptions, vitamins, first aid supplies, and home health care needs to your home or workplace. You can also check out our services online at www.utleyandjones.com. We look forward to serving you soon. Utley and Jones Pharmacy, 112 Lafayette Street, Norwich. Save 30 to 80% off retail every day. Box Drop Mattress and Furniture Outlet. Get it now because it may be gone tomorrow. Box Drop Mattress and Furniture Outlet is a clearance center with prices so low, our stuff flies out the door. When it's gone, it's gone. Shop in now. Limited quantities. Don't miss your chance to save. 90-day financing. No credit needed. We deliver statewide. Name brand furniture for less. Come in now. Get it now. Save now. Box Drop Mattress and Furniture Outlet in the Montville Common Shopping Center on Route 32 in Uncasville and at Box Drop Shoreline CT. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound. Loose puck. Score! The Huskies win! The ice bus rolls on. Shoot! Score! Empty netter! Closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for Yukon hockey. Catch many of the Yukon Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. All opinions are welcome on this program. 889-5252 or WICH. If you'd like to call in, you don't have to agree with me, obviously. Could do a whole poem about that. So uh, we do have time. We've got a guest today. We've got some open topics and, of course, our lunchtime oldies. Hope uh, everything went well for Halloween yesterday. We have a gentleman who's written a book. You hear the expression woke. It's called The Woking Dead. Have an open mind when you listen to them. We'll understand what they mean by woke and cancel culture. Some things that uh, bother me, maybe they don't bother other people, but that's okay because you're entitled to your opinion. This guy is um, A.J. Rice. He's a CEO for Publius PR, a premier communications firm in Washington. He's the brand manager. He's been all kinds of media. He works for all kinds of newspapers. He's worked with dozens and dozens of people through the years, including uh, attorney Alan Dershowitz, one of the most uh, popular attorneys uh, with presidents, commentators. He's done a lot of research. He is uh, with the outlets of Investors Business Daily, The Hill, Epic Times, Newsmax, PJ Media, American Greatness, Real Clear Markets, and The Washington Examiner. Man, does this guy have some busy days or what? It's making me tired. Welcome to the program. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Well, as you can see with this uh, Pelosi deal out in California... All the nuts are starting to come out of the woodwork now. I'm glad you called on that. I wanted to talk about it, yes. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a shame, but there's not much you're going to be able to do to stop people like that. Because if they have a will to do something, they're going to do it. And Nancy Pelosi must have nine lives because 
she escaped uh, December uh, 6th in the White House. They were looking for her. And this guy was looking for her, too. Well, this guy was deranged. He's yeah. a monster. He is an illegal immigrant. Not that not that it's mean all illegal immigrants are monsters, but he was not in this country legally. Um, he was living on some kind of a trailer. He was a scary dude. He didn't really... He didn't have a clue. And, of course, they're making out like, well, it's because of the rhetoric. So what is the rhetoric on both sides? Each candidate is saying, well, the other candidate shouldn't be elected. Basically, exactly. I mean, they're not saying go and kill somebody, but now they're making like it's a Republican deal why this guy went berserk with Nancy Pelosi. It's amazing. Well, one, one of the problems I have, and I'm not going to vote for Bloomberg at all because I don't like him anyway, but I got news for you. This guy, uh, I don't like any politician. I don't care what he's done for Connecticut. The sub base and stuff like that, the way the world is now, that's a slam dunk. There's not much, you don't have to do much to, to get those contracts. But I got news for you right now. He sits back and he's watching everybody suffer in this country, and he's sitting on his hands and he's not saying nothing. And uh, and, and I'm not going to get on Joe Courtney that much about it or anything like that. Uh, but him and Murphy, I, I will get on because uh, they were. Uh, Joe Biden's henchman when, when it came to this Russia, Russia thing. Well, if you like uh, Joe Biden, then uh, you would appreciate uh, the former Attorney General Blumenthal because he goes along with everything that he does. So there's your and answer. I know we have a blue state anyway, so it, it's kind of an uphill battle. But I really didn't see too much of this Republican candidate for a senator. I only saw her on, on, the, on the TV. Very little, Maybe very little. Week. Most people don't even know who she is. I've, yeah. I've seen her. I was very impressed with her. But let's face it, let's be honest, she doesn't have the dough to get promotion, to promote. you got to have the dough. And she doesn't well, I, have it. i got news for you, Stu. I'm a Republican, and if the Republicans win the Senate and the House, if they don't start putting a hole and, and stop... Uh, helping me out with my budget of the $400 a month that I'm losing in my budget, and we're not even hitting the oil yet. I'll tell you what, this could be the last election that I vote in. I'm 63 years old, and it might be the last time I vote because it's almost uh, well, keep feeling the, to me like I'm wasting my time. Keep the faith and vote whoever you think is going to do the best job, and that's you know? the best we can all do. All okay, right. Stu, have Thank a great day. You huh? too. Welcome to the program. You're on. Stu, I know you got a guess at 11. Listen, real quick, I won't call you at 11, but don't forget that the, he was called the killer. Who, Jerry Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee. Said, okay. Yesterday when I called you, uh, you said you would, uh, yeah, were you going to honor him? Well, I'm going to play today. some of his songs. So I, I was All right. Thanks, Joe. Hi. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I couldn't hear you for a second. Mm -hmm. Okay, which what part of Lenora Crazy Woman are you impressed with? The fact that she doesn't believe the election was valid, the part that she's anti-abortion, or the part that she loves Trump so much I thought she was going to collapse when she got endorsed? You're talking about who's running against Blumenthal? Right, those three things. Which What part of that do you like so much that you're impressed with? I have not seen her maybe 
twice on television, so I really don't know that much about her. You literally just said you were impressed by I her. I was impressed with what I saw from her. Yes, I was well, absolutely all of her impressed. Ads her ads, not other people's ads, her mm-hmm. ads stress she doesn't believe the election was valid, that she's pro-anti-abortion. Uh, um, Which she has a right to do. And she's a big Donald Trump supporter. And she liked Donald Trump, yeah. Mm-hmm. And got his endorsement. So which of those three things are you impressed by? Well, I'm not pr- pr- uh, impressed by the fact she didn't believe the election, even though I think there was some definitely things that were wrong, but not enough to uh, change it. Anybody who doesn't believe that election was valid shouldn't even be allowed to run. And you just said you were impressed by her. Well, they have, a, not they have every right to believe what they want to believe. Right, and I can believe there's a truth fairy and could run my platform on that doesn't mean it's correct. I'm just looking at the alternatives, but i got to get to the news. We'll talk okay. to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Personality Radio, WICHAM, 1310 in Norwich. Hey, this is fun. 94.5 W233. Got a guest after the news about wokeness. It's 11 o'clock. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts is keeping former President Trump's tax returns out of the hands of the Democrat-controlled House Ways and Means Committee, at least for the time being. Roberts has put a temporary hold on the handover of the tax returns, giving the high court some time to weigh legal issues involved in Mr. Trump's emergency appeal to the Supreme Court. Now, the committee wants the former president's tax returns for the years 2015 through 2020. Mr. Trump has characterized it as part of a Democrat political witch hunt. Their conditions range from non-life-threatening injuries to critical. Fourteen people injured last night's drive-by shooting in Chicago. The age ranges for the victims are... uh, a three-year-old, an 11-year-old, um, and we have reports of a 13-year-old, and everyone else uh, is going to be adults. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown on ABC7 Chicago. There have been no arrests, and there is nothing yet on a motive. Due in court today and facing a range of serious charges, the suspect in the hammer attack on the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins says David DePap faces a long list of charges, including attempted murder and elder abuse. Jenkins says the defendant broke through a glass door, found Paul Pelosi asleep, and asked him about the whereabouts of Speaker Pelosi. He allegedly brought two hammers, zip ties, rope, and tape. What is clear based on the evidence that we have thus far is that this House and the Speaker herself were specifically targets of the defendant. The suspect also faces federal charges. by Norman Hall. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 193 points. The Nasdaq, 64 points lower. More on these stories at townhall.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. 
That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Well, I told you a lot about told you a lot about this gentleman before we went on the air. He's got quite a resume, and his book is called The Woking Dead. His name is A.J. Rice, and uh, welcome him to the program. Hi, A.J. Brother Stu, great to be here, my friend. It's quite a book you have here, but I want to just uh, cut to the chase with you. A lot of folks um, hear a lot about the word woke. Can you give me a good definition of uh, when we say, oh, they are woke? Your book is The Woking Dead. Is it the same as cancel culture? Yeah, so The Woking Dead come like Baskin and Robbins. There's about 30, <laughs> 35 flavors, mm-hmm. and cancel culture is one of them, as is critical race theory, 1619 project, I mean, the, the, the trans movement, some of the stuff that goes on there with the trans mafia. At the core of this, though, Stu, um, this is the, the, a new age version of cultural Marxism. Um, they didn't show up yesterday. They've been doing the long march through the institutions through most of the 20th century, really predate World War I. Um, you know, Marxists got here and they, it dawned on them they weren't going to get a workers' revolution, you know. They weren't going to get a rebellion of carpenters and plumbers to overthrow the government, and they needed somebody else. So they looked to the institutions, and they took over Broadway, early Hollywood, early radio, silent picture industry, the newspapers, um, academia, like from kindergarten up to the law schools, and then they found home They found home in the Democrat Party of Margaret Sanger and Woodrow Wilson. So if you fast-forward 100 years... These are the same villains that your audience knows that we're fighting today. You know, AJ, I, we would think that uh, with a lot of people leaning this way, maybe they don't even realize they're doing it. But uh, if you look at history, how this doesn't work, and you wonder where is the common sense? Because a lot of people, uh, you talk about woke, maybe need a woke-up call, exactly what is going on. How do you explain to somebody who says, oh, wait a minute, all no, that things are good and this are bad. How do you get through to some of these people who are really not, if they really realized what the future is with this, they would have a different uh, opinion? Well, look, the Woking Dead have burrowed in like termites into a lot of places, but I do not believe they're the majority. I do not. I believe regular people who don't do this for a living don't want this. So we're talking 80, 90 percent. So we're fighting really the tyranny of the minority here. Um, It looks like they're everywhere because of the propagandists in big tech and the propagandists in Hollywood and the media. But the -the run-of-the-mill American, Democrat or Republican, you know, they don't want to be told black people are all this and white people are all that. You know, Steve and Gary get to go into the women's locker room, and, you know, uh, my daughter's on the softball team, and there's a guy pitching to her. They don't want it. They don't want it. So, the, you know, the government sent everyone home from work, and they started looking through the textbooks, and it dawned on them, wow, there's no chapters on George Washington or Thomas Jefferson or, 
you know, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, but there's uh, large swaths on, you know, Farrakhan. Every elementary school in America being named Michelle Obama Elementary. So they're pushing back on this. Most people don't want to be messed with like this. It's a cultural tyranny. They're able to get away with it because a lot of the corporations have bought into it at the, at, at, at the highest level, mainly because they're afraid of their own middle management. They're afraid of the Gen Zers and some of these crazy people that, you know, when Dave Chappelle tells a joke, they're out in the Netflix parking lot looking like they're going to storm Dracula's castle. So, but have no fear. There is an insurrection going on, ladies and gentlemen, and it's one of parents. Memo to Liz Cheney. Parents are taking back their country. You saw it in Virginia. You saw, uh, you know, Miami-Dade County flip from blue to red. And it's in New England. It's in the Midwest. I mean, they're, def- they're going to have to, Democrats, because of this wokeness, they're going to have to defend turf that they never have to defend. And this is why you saw Barack Obama go out there a couple weeks ago and say, hey, we gotta cut we gotta cut this woke stuff out. We gotta stop it. He was on that phony podcast no one listens to. And he, but he basically said, We're becoming a buzzkill. We're becoming joyless. The fun police. And that's exactly what they've done here, you know, by invading cartoons and stand up comedy, you know, sports leagues. That's what they've done and people have noticed it. They've noticed it. People that don't normally look for politics hiding around every corner. You know, I mean, look, there's Republicans that do that, too. Oh, I'm not going to listen to this musician because they tweeted this. Look, Obama sees it. The writing's on the wall. Buckle up. Then you you kind of wonder, uh, could that many people not have common sense when they started to defund the police? I said, that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and it's only going to lead to more crime. Could they be that stupid? Whether Imagine you're, that. Hmm? <laughs> Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or, or a socialist, why would you uh, open the door to more crime? Well, right. I mean, they are completely tied to a radical, tyrannical minority in the Democrat Party that wants to bring about two things, too. And this isn't new either, okay? We, just, we deal with these different you know, shades of totalitarianism. Constantly, We're constantly being put through, you know, an authoritarian dress rehearsal here. And the main event is when they get all their goodies and they get no police. But here's the goal, and this is the goal of cultural Marxists and the Woking Dead. I don't care whether it's at, you know, Yale University or whether it's at Penn State. It doesn't matter. And that's this. Marxism in its original form has only really been able to exist when there's no middle class. So... You know, if you've got a thriving middle class, they can't pull it off. They can't get, you know, meat packers and longshoremen to storm the castle. They can't get it. So they got to go to the liberal arts, the humanities departments to get it. Because if you look, whether it's Vietnam or Cuba or wherever, most of those places was a peasant revolt against a king or a colonial power or someone like that. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, of course, is the removal of Western civilization. So Greco-Roman, Judeo-Christian, philosophy, architecture, art, all of it. So that's the two-pronged strategy. That is the end goal. It's always been the end goal. Destroy the middle class so that everyone's on the government dole, and there's a little you know, coffee clatch of elites at the top telling Stu Breyer what to do and his audience. 
So that, and then obviously you and I knew, I mean, look, I'm a Philly guy. You're up in New England. You know, I don't really have love. I don't have any love for the Confederacy, but we knew they, they weren't going to stop with the Confederate generals. As soon as they were, then they got rid of them. They started moving to the Union generals. <laughs> and the War of 1812 generals and the World War One generals and Teddy Roosevelt and Columbus and Churchill and so on. I mean, right? Because they want to remove our icons. And they want to replace all of it with their bleak image. I guess we're going to have a bunch of statues of, you know, AOC and, and uh, Nancy Pelosi all over the country. A.J. Rice is my guest, and the, the thing that one of the things that bothers me the most and that we really need to speak up about is that people are afraid to speak up, and uh, they have actually lost jobs. You know all of this, lost jobs and been ridiculed and uh, sent to the principal's office because they have a different opinion. This has got to stop, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. You have to realize that we fought for freedom of speech, and I've talked about this for years on the show we're just digging into it and losing it all the time and I'm not saying speech where you're going to say I want to kill somebody but speech with, with opinions how can we uh, are we getting are we getting to the message or not right so we've been experiencing mission creep with censorship for decades now right mm-hmm. but there was always both Republicans, I don't care, you know, or conservative type guys, I don't care whether it's Goldwater, Rush Limbaugh, you, you know, whoever, that would push back on this stuff. We also had a lot of free speech absolutist Democrats that really don't exist anymore. I mean, I could pretty much count them on one hand. You know, Bill Maher, Naomi Wolf, Bobby Kennedy Jr., you know, Barry Weiss, Glenn Greenwald, very few, right? Because they've all, they've all drank the woke Kool-Aid, a lot of them. Um, some of these stand-up guys, stand-up comics, they see it. And I think it was Penn Jillette that says, you know, when fascism comes, these comedians, they're gonna, we're going to be the first ones put up against the wall. Oh, yeah, they're, they're you know, afraid to go to... they're after Dave Chappelle. They're afraid See, to look, go to we colleges. We had a guy jump on stage in Los Angeles and try to stab Dave Chappelle. Yep, I saw um, that, yeah. Because he was telling, uh, you know, trans jokes. I mean, Chappelle is not Ben Carson. He's not, he's not Clarence Thomas. He's a black guy, Democrat from D.C., and he's asking a very interesting question. And I think all every African American in the world should ask this question. And that is, isn't it interesting that the trans mafia got their rights in 40 seconds? And it took black people 400 years to get what they got in 40 seconds. They got like a constitutional happy meal, whereas you know African Americans had to fight tooth and nail. Frederick Douglass, Martin. Malcolm X, you know, Booker T. Washington, on and on, all the way up. So he asked that question. Well, that's not good enough, Stu. The, 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 the trans mafia are going to, you know, get them a pair of cement shoes. So, and it's, it's, it's authoritarianism. They're trying to control the language. So I wish there were more guys like that. I wish, you know, I wish Joan Rivers was still around and George Carlin. You know, we could we could load up a 747 and airdrop them into the colleges of America. Richard Pryor, <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, all of them. But, you know, if you're a comedian tomorrow, starting out tomorrow, and you're trying to get a gig, you might kowtow to the left in order to get on stage. And that's what they want. There's now a user agreement, Stu. Like when, when we sign up for LinkedIn and we 
get on Facebook, we'd like to sign for the user agreement. There's now a user agreement for free speech. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And the comedians, uh, they're, they're afraid to go to colleges, or colleges won't, will not let people in who have a different opinion. And then, I mean, step back whether you're uh, burn the theater down. Whether you're a liberal or a conservative, there, there goes your country. Correct. I mean, Seinfeld said he won't play colleges because yeah. they're all a bunch of, you know, snowflake mm-hmm. crybabies. Can't handle it. Well, um, we need books like yours because uh, I wanted people to know about this book so they can, for those who are just not understanding what this whole woke thing is about. I mean, I've interviewed people from Hollywood, and they've said to me, uh, I'm afraid to give my opinion on something. I won't, I won't be getting a role in a movie. I mean, this is America. Yep. Come on, kidding me? Exactly, exactly. And it's and look, it's you know, unless you're gigantic already, you know, like Eastwood or someone like that, they 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 will try to clip your sales. Yeah. It's been going on a long time. Um, you know, they push they push their people to the top. If you know, and you got all these different comedians and different people running out there apologizing. Apologizing for jokes they told 20 years ago. It's like, you know, Bill Mars brought up this term, presentism. This is when we judge, you know, yesterday by today's standards, right? Mm-hmm. We're all upset that, you know, George Washington didn't have a gay friend. So we got to make him pay. It's insane, of course, but nothing with the left usually makes sense. I mean, we've got a woman sitting on the Supreme Court who couldn't tell Senator Marsha Blackburn what a woman is, biologically. So this is the world we're in. I always say, you gotta hang a joke on them, right? Hang a joke on them. You know, be like W.C. Fields and Rush Limbaugh. Hang a joke on them, it'll last longer. You know, because a lot of this stuff, it's just comical, you know? So, you know, don't be mean about it, but use irreverent humor to illustrate truth. I noticed that Saturday Live now is, uh trying to make it a little more balanced uh, because for the longest time it was just a one-way joke and uh, maybe they're getting the message now. I don't know, but it seems like they... Whoops. Well, they've gotten really lazy, right? Yeah. And uh, they've been, you know, recycling old Sarah Palin jokes for Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they're going to recycle them now for Carrie Lake and Santis and whoever else, but um, yeah, I see they got a new cast. We'll see what happens there. Um... But the same thing with the late-night comics. I mean, these guys are all a bunch of Gen X, you know, white guys. They're all telling the same joke, which is why, quite frankly, Gutfeld is doing so well on Fox News at 11 p.m. Yeah, he's even beat most of them, yeah. It's yeah, amazing. I mean, he's, you know, he's, I mean, this is not rocket science. You know, you go to the place. It's like when Roger Ailes created Fox News, you know. I mean, he's like, okay, so every channel out there is this. Let's create this. I mean, it's just market demand. It's simple. Uh, but a lot of them say, I mean, it's crazy. Like even like Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel says, I don't care if you don't watch. I'm going to make fun of Republicans. So it's not about the money. It's not about the advertisers. It's not about the audience. It's about ideological purity and pushing woke garbage onto the public. It's very sad. He was so, you know, a talented guy, and then I see him just collapsing as, as far a as I'm concerned. Hey, tell me about some of the things that you cover in the book. It's, it's a big book, and I think it's for people who really want to get a good understanding of what's happening in the country. But um, 
You cover a lot of uh, different things that have been woken. Yeah, look, us. I try to do it with some humor. Obviously, I'm making fun of the Walking Dead mm -hmm. by calling them the Woking Dead. Right. And uh, you know, it's it's. I'm from the short attention span theater generation, so it's a big book, but you can jump around. You don't have to read it cover to cover um, because it's it's basically ten sections with like a hundred essays, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to you want to do sports, you want to do entertainment, you want to do big tech. I cover it all. I try to have fun doing it. You know, I mean, I'm not here to be Aristotle. You know, so because I think, like my old mentor Andrew Breitbart used to say, the American people, you know, they they swim downstream from culture. They, you know, they if you're in New England, you you know, you probably don't care who's running for Congress in Iowa. Uh, so, but you know what's going on in your culture. If your sports teams are acting crazy, or if, you know, Disney's pushing some message on your children when you're not looking. So that's where I try to have some fun, though. You know, we have some fun. We, we joke around. There's all kinds of, uh, you know, crazy wild stuff in there. I, I, I just don't think there's enough people out there using humor to try to illustrate, illustrate truth. So try to have some fun. You know, there's a section called Hunter Biden's White Crackhead Privilege. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> He's the only guy in America that can commit a bunch of felonies on, on, on video, online, everywhere. If his name was Bobby Kennedy Jr. or Donald Trump Jr. or George P. Bush or whatever, he would be in, he'd be in uh, Guantanamo Bay. Well, that, so that is we true. we have fun. You know, we mm -hmm. do some stuff like that. We cover the culture. Um, I'm a millennial, but I'm like a geriatric millennial, Stu. I'm like as old. I'm like uh, Gandalf the millennial. I'm as old a millennial as you can get. I've been following so, you. Uh, I was surprised at how young you are. Yeah, you've really... Uh, yeah, so uh, we have some fun. You know, we have some fun. We Look, um... We need to not take ourselves too seriously, but these are serious issues. Uh, we have to stop them, and you can, we can host all the shows in the world and write all the books in the world. Unless we get out there and vote and get rid of some of these people locally, go small in order to go big. Get these people out of your borough council. Get these people out of your county commissioner's office, your school boards, you know, and work your way through your community that way. You know, I always tell people, and Republicans, you know, they get hypnotized. Try not to look to Washington, D.C. for all the answers to your problems. A.J., what do you think of the Musk deal? Uh, I like it. Uh, they're scared of him. He's got power. He's got unlimited resources. You know, they finally have to play defense. Um, you know, there's finally a billionaire that's willing to red pill America, which is good. You know, I mean, I know there's some people on the right that don't, they don't trust anybody with any money. <laughs> but, mm. uh, but look, I think it's good. I think he's going to turn the platform into what it should have been, um, which is the arena of ideas. You know, I mean, he's not going to let ISIS on there, you know, threaten to kill people. Yeah, but that's, people don't understand part, that, of course. He's not going to do yeah. that. But free speech. Right. Correct. That speech that we want to going to somebody's house and hurt them. Not that kind of speech. Right. Nobody, you, I mean, you know as well as I do that the, the remedy for, for you know, stupid speech or, or crazy speech is, yeah. is to repel it, is to is more speech. Yeah, common sense. Now, and that's, you know, I have, you have the right to be an idiot, and I have the right to make fun of you for it. <laughs> right? As long as you don't threaten people. Uh, no, this right. Pelosi, I'm very disappointed, but I'm not surprised. They're making this Pelosi deal as uh, 
something that was caused by Republicans giving their opinion against Pelosi, and they all do, Democrats and Republicans. And wouldn't you know it, about a day after the uh, terrible invasion of Pelosi's home, uh, it became a political snowball. Sure. I mean, look, this guy's background that attacked uh, her husband, I mean, it kind of resembled the guy that shot Steve Scalise. I mean, it's just, you really can't, some of these nutty people, I mean, they're, can't really shoehorn them into some kind of, you know, ideological box. They're usually all over the place because they're the d- disturbed. I guess the question is, you know, how many cops are in a five-mile radius of Pelosi's house, considering San Francisco is not real crazy about law enforcement? Yeah. And, of course, the people living on the streets and uh, how that is so out of control there as well. It's um... Oh, sure. It's like Mad Max on the streets of some of these cities. You know, it's like Skid Row. It's crazy. Do you think that we would be better off, uh, Republicans, and uh, just forgetting about too much with Donald Trump? Well, here's the thing. Whether he runs again or not, he, he gave us a gift. And the gift was the removal of our linguine spine and the uh, surgical implantation of a, a, a steel spine. It is trickle-down Trumpism. So some people don't get down with his style. They're, they're not, you know, they weren't raised, you know, riding on I-beams in Queens with a hard hat on. Um, but quite frankly, his style has trickled down into some of the biggest rising stars that are out there. Um, you know, DeSantis, Carrie Lake, you know, I could create a list of them. You know, the Democrats like it when we accept their premise of everything, accept their order of things, take our ball, go home like John McCain and Mitt Romney and, you know, cry in our, in our cream of wheat and, and, and wish for a better day. That's what they like. They like when we lose honorably. Um, look, I'm a Philadelphia sports fan. I don't lose honorably ever. I'm an animal. I want to win constantly. Win, win, win. So, you know... The, the softer side of conservatism, that's probably going to be gone for a while. I think, I think you're going, if you don't get Trump, you're, you might get a little more polished package maybe, but that's what scares the heck out of them, really. After Andrew Jackson left, between Andrew Jackson and Abraham Lincoln, you had 30 years of Jacksonian. And quite frankly, the coming of Trump pretty much ended Reaganism. Some people think that's sad. But you have to move on. You know, Reagan created 30 years of conservative politicians and activists. I'm a Reagan Republican. I'm a Reagan Democrat. Um, but, you know, history moves on. It didn't begin yesterday. And, you know, some people might not like the fact that, that Trump's footprint now is going to last for decades. But it, it's going to. And you're going to get some low points and some high points. And you're going to get talent that comes to the surface that might have avoided politics because, you know, of what the media tries to do to people that, you know, don't have a perfectly sparkly, wonderful resume. I'm very concerned about our country, and uh, I think the next few years are pivotal pivotal if we're really going to remain the freedoms that we've had, because I think we've certainly lost a few, if not a lot, the last few years. I mean, even... Going and talking about everybody being a racist is, is making people racist. I mean, it's just nothing makes any sense to me, AJ, but I'm glad you're sure. doing the best. Uh, got, the book is called Woking Dead, 
and it's a it, it's a fascinating book, and I recommend that people get it so they get a better idea. That doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but you have a better idea when you hear the expression "woke" and "cancel culture" with a little humor mixed in it to see what's really going on in the country. So, uh, I was looking at your resume. You must have a very busy day. Yeah, it may, it never ends here. You know, you know you're involved in so many uh, media <laughs> yeah, outlets. No, it's a, it's a, it's grueling being the Wizard of Oz, but somebody's got to do it. Well, I'm not going to ask you to predict the the midterms because everybody's doing that. Who knows? Never know what uh, somebody who walks into the voting booth. But uh, see what. Let happens. me predict one thing for you: the lame duck session after the midterm mm-hmm. might end up being the craziest thing you've ever seen, because they are going to try before they're gone to jam as much nutty things through as possible. Everything from the Green New Deal to, you know, some kind of codification of Roe. I mean, just get ready. You know, amnesty. It's just going to be a potpourri of crazy woke nonsense. So just buckle up for that. It should be quite a week ahead. <laughs> yep, for sure. AJ, take care. It's nice talking with you. Good luck with your book. I assume you can get it anywhere. Yeah, Amazon, you know, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, you know, any of those places. Stu, I appreciate it, sir. You're a patriot. Thanks for uh, being with us, and I'm glad you could just instill a little humor in it because we still need our humor to survive. It's the only thing we're we're dangling here, so got to laugh a little bit. Gallows humor some days, but sure. (laughs) All right, AJ. Take care. Thank you. All right, sir. Thanks. Stu Breyer with your WICH. We'll take a little break, and we'll get to uh, some of your phone calls. If you want to agree or disagree, that's okay. This program does it. We have freedom of speech for you at WICH AM and FM. Dear Norwich citizens, hi, this is Mike Galtieri. I've lived in Norwich going on 65 years, born, raised, educated, and employed here. The extreme policies coming out of Hartford has contributed to the highest inflation rate in 40 years and an alarming increase in violent crime. Join me in voting for a better future. On November 8th, please vote row 4B, Pietro Camardella. My name is Pietro Rocky Camardella, and I have approved this message. Paid for by Rocky for CT19. Wildlife and wild bird lovers, Fleming's Feed has what you need and the advice to go along with it seven days a week. Hi, this is Ambry. Fleming's has been supplying you with all of your bird feeding needs for over 35 years. We have a huge selection of seed, suet, feeders, and more. Mark your calendars for Tuesday, November 8th at 6.30. Our annual wild bird seminar is back. Join us that night for lots of tips and incredible deals during this informative gathering. That's Tuesday the 8th at 6.30 at Fleming's Feed in Preston and Sorrington. See you there. As our state senator, Heather Summers is delivering results for Eastern Connecticut and challenging the status quo in Hartford. Fighting for our families, Heather Summers worked across party lines to pass a $600 million tax cut, stood with police to keep our communities safe, and defended parents' rights in our schools. Fighting for lower taxes, Summers successfully eliminated retirement taxes for seniors, expanded the child tax credit, repealed the tax on medical centers, and paused Connecticut's gas tax. Fighting for affordable, high-quality health care, Heather Summers passed a landmark plan to combat the opioid epidemic, helped ensure first responders with PTSD get the care they need, and passed solutions to expand access to care for women. 
Heather Summers is fighting for our families, for lower taxes, and to deliver results for us. I'm Heather Summers, candidate for state senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Heather Summers for state senate, Constantine Adipos, treasurer. Can you, can you imagine uh, comedians like Jerry Seinfeld or don't want to go and perform at colleges anymore? I mean, he doesn't even talk politics because he's afraid he may something wrong and irritate somebody. You're on the air. Welcome. So. Yes, sir. This is Ben again. I called the first hour. Yes, sir, Ben. What'd you think? I was was interesting listening to your last caller, and I'm going to check his book out. Hmm. It's interesting. Yep. You know. He talked about some things that I mentioned in the first hour, and what it is I was trying to say is our country is involved in a clash, a huge type of clash, and it's because things have changed so drastically, and there's so many things to try to put together, and I just think the voters need some help because what's happening in California is not happening in other parts of the country. And what's happening in Connecticut, right, you can go all over the place. It's a puzzle. And, 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 and the voters need, and the voters being the constituents, we need to, some help. And I think that's what we're going to have to look at. Instead of going at the old, old way of just pointing fingers at, you know, some of the things that your guest said well, I if didn't you think, disagree with. Then if you think people are doing something wrong, it's okay to point them. I mean, let's face it, being soft on crime doesn't work. It just doesn't work. There's more crime when you're soft on crime. Yeah, but see, the people need to know, like myself, for instance, I think, why is it that we're talking about people being soft on crime? What, what, why did that happen? What's the why behind it? Well, they're electing people who are soft on crime for some yeah, but, but bizarre reason. Do, do they want crime in our, in, in our country? Do they want mm. crimes in the city? We've had enough time to deal with these problems. Believe and we me. We haven't I, really dealt with I them feel, structurally adequately. I feel the same way you do. Are they that stupid? I guess maybe I they are. The, system, the law enforcement system is broken because we, we have a history of crime and violence in this country. I mean, right from the jump, we still have it. We have these different forms, and we, we're we're a progressive country. We we have to say, hey, look, enough is enough, and find ways to eliminate it across the board. So that's what I have to say. I don't want to go on too much. All right, thanks. I'm always good okay. to hear your opinion. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Sue. Hi. Great interview. You know the whole key to this. Learn the old thing. Learn from history or repeat it. Now, saying that what goes on in California isn't going on anywhere else, oh, yeah, it is going on in Chicago. It's going on in New York City. Sure about the terrible shooting in, uh, in Chicago. A drive-by and 14 people were killed. A shot, I should say, including little children. I knew something rotten in Denmark was going to happen in Chicago last night, because it usually does. You know what they used to do? In Chicago, years ago, they used to go around killing homeless people. Gangs would go around well, just yeah, gangs, killing the you know, There's always been gangs, but you need some control. And most of the people that eventually get arrested or have been arrested, they let them go. 
Yeah, and it's the the police departments that are broken. I hate to say it, but it was the Democrat Party that came in and broke it. Things are going good, even under Giuliani, and they do say Bloomberg. You could walk the streets of New York City. Things are going on. Things are happening. Business was booming. It was the tourist, you know, New the York, big apple. Now it's the rotten apple. New York right? was the, one of the safest cities in the country for a while. Yep. Then de Blasio comes in. Well, and, he was and a, nut a, in there now. And <clears> it's a free-for-all. So it's like, see, like I said, learn from history and repeat it. When was things good versus now? Who were we under when it started and and versus now, and I hate to say it, but Obama started it because under him all the riots and the burning down and well, looting no, cities—that's not fair. We've had riots. Well, it did. We've start had riots him. before Barack Obama through the it, years. We've we've certainly had our share of riots. Well, if anybody goes back in, in the records under him, how many cities burned? I wish I could remember. There was one important one. But the loot, you know, and he was having Black Lives Matter meet with him during his time in office. So it's like this was all, in my opinion, pre-planned. Okay, well, you uh, have a vehicle for opinions this show, and thanks for calling. It is uh, 25 till noon at WICH AM and FM. Stu Breyer with you. We have a fun interview at 105 a little bit with... Um, one of the top lead singers of the group called the Young Rascals, who are in the Hall of Fame. He was a Hall of Fame. You're going to absolutely love chatting with him, with me, and uh, we'll play some Young Rascals during the lunchtime oldies. You're on the air. Hi. Hello, Stu. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I, I, I want to disagree with uh, Austin Benny. One thing that he said, how the uh, police system is broke down in this country. I believe that the, the root of the whole problem in this country is the family unit has broken down in this country. It is now acceptable to have single-parent households in the majority of uh, families in big cities and stuff. Um, I don't understand why we have to have 13- and 16-year-old boys running around at 1 o'clock in the morning with guns I, I just don't understand it. Well, you could imagine what their home life is like. I don't know how we fix that. Certainly not overnight. But we need some good leaders, some good representatives to talk about that. You I know, think a lot of clergy's got to step in. Go into the clergy's do, but you've got to go into Chicago. You've got to see uh, Jesse Jackson and those people go in. And like before the Bill Cosby debacle, which was really devastating right. to hear, he used to talk that way. But we need somebody, uh, strong people, that will do it. Uh, uh, Reverend Sharpton doesn't do it. Him. Doesn't do it. He, he's only in it for the money. He's an activist anyway. That's his just, He's an activist, though. What well, he does is when, when somebody is, uh, makes the press with the police, uh, he comes out and jumps into the you fray. Know, I want Barack Obama to go to these uh, cities, and uh, he's from Chicago, and and talk in and meet with the, you know, talk about the gang situation and the family situation. I want to hear that. I don't want to hear it when something else happens and one person gets killed and they want to riot. Um, it's just frustrating exactly. to me. Frustrating to me. Another thing I saw on, uh, I just happened to watch Fox this morning. 
about an hour ago, and they had the view on yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they actually had a Halloween parade with children. Good. And about six or seven kids. They paraded them out on stage. Two or three of them were wearing FBI costumes. Oh, yeah? And one of them was wearing a couple of them wearing surgeon costumes. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they politicized, they're trying to politicize Halloween. Oh, I don't, um, know. I don't know about that. Well, that it, it kind of looked it because, hey, I've seen uh, fireman costumes and stuff on kids like that, but this was a little ridiculous. And and then they were posing too as FBI agents, and, and it was choreographed. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh. I don't know if you see it on YouTube, but I, I thought it looked very ridiculous. All right, sir, I got to run, but thank you. Appreciate Anytime. the call. Hello, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Stu, I promise you I wouldn't call back, but I do get second round in. You know what? Your guest, not because he's from Philly and he likes the sports, but he makes sense, Stu. Well, I, I, don't know how it, I don't know how it couldn't make sense if uh, two people have different opinions and you don't, you know, you want to boycott them because they have a different opinion. That doesn't make any sense. No, not at all, Sue. I mean, that's just oh my God, pure Joe. logic. Oh, yeah, I always use my name. I go, oh, my God, Joe, instead of Kirsten. But, mm-hmm. hey, I thought he had a lot of good uh, things to say. And, uh, you know, okay. anybody, and I'm not beating on Susie. I love Suze, Susie Q. But the thing is, I don't like false news, and, I, I you know, I'm limited to what I believe and all that, just like you. We all have that. Well, it's hard to hard to know which is fake and what isn't. Got to run, Joe. Thank you. We are on the air. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, a couple quick things. Sure. What's happening on November 30th? What's happening on November 30th? It affects every resident in Connecticut. Gasoline tax is back. Oh, it really? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Maybe they'll, uh, well, it'll be after the midterm, so they'll probably get bring it back, actually. Yeah. Well, it is coming back. All well, right. Next thing is voter registration. My brother left the state of Connecticut in 1988, moved down to Folkestone, Georgia. All right. Now... I bought a house over in Montville, and I signed on a house in Montville in 2000, all right? Mm-hmm. And I turned around, after I got the title of my name, voted in November election that year, when the voter registration order said, take my name off the voter registration for knowledge. They not only took my name off, my wife's name, daughter, and my brother. He was out of Connecticut for 12 years, not voting, and his name was still on the list. Hmm. So they needed to come up with some way to purge the list for when people move out of state. Yeah, I'm sure some things go through the cracks, and that's kind of the human element, yeah. Next thing is... Our elected members of Congress in the House and Senate are not doing their job. Fentanyl is supposedly could be used for medical purposes, all right, within limits. Nobody's enforcing the border. People are dying from the stuff. 
and the people are crossing the borders. So they're not doing their job. I would like to hear somebody like Richard Blumenthal come out and talk about, you know, the what's happening at the borders or Chris Murphy. I'm not hearing that. These That's people right. should know better what's going on, but they have to walk lockstep, and I just don't respect that, whether you're Republican or Democrat. Have a mind of your own. Jeez. Yeah, but see, no, nobody in the, those bodies in Washington are trying to get law passed, hey, you got to enforce immigration status. All right? Nobody's doing it. All well, right? we can only hope it. that we have better candidates on both sides. Well, I think uh, Courtney's got to go because he's not trying to enforce that. Now, if people start using fentanyl, uh, not abusing it, and that we think they'll figure out a way to have to test it. I mean, employees for urine tests and things like that. Will that happen? You know, some places do that. I I don't know. Uh, but see, but they won't have much to tell you. Take te- you know fentanyl, you're going to die probably. No, if you overdo overdo it. Well, in some situations, can get just one tablet can kill you. I mean, there's a lot of junk that's being put in them, and there's a lot going on. Just like the uh, marijuana today is more potent than the marijuana from the 60s. You just don't know what they're putting in there. But it's lethal. Right. It's lethal stuff. But uh, then uh, on radio was Lamont's wife got X number of dollars and no no big contracts. Now, if it had been you, people in the House of Representatives, all of them would be highly upset. Sure, I got to go, but thank you for expressing yourself. Take care of yourself. Okay, bye. Hi, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Uh, Yes, I'm calling to use a swap shop. Okay, go ahead. Put it on. Okay. I got a craftsman tow behind Lawn, uh, lawn sweeper that you hook up to a tractor or you can push it, walk behind it. I got a craftsman string trimmer. I also have a lawn and garden trailer that you hook up to the back of a tractor. And last but not least, I have a Sears Craftsman lawn roller. It's a really heavy-duty, strongly built type. Uh, they can call me a knowledge at 860 860- Nine four nine eight one one nine. All right, sir. Good luck yep. to you. You're in the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? I am selling a 1992 Cub Cadet riding mower. It's a 14 horsepower, 42 inch mower deck. It has a bagger system with three bags. It uh, it runs good. Uh, this tractor comes equipped with a cyclone rake. Now, a cyclone rake has its own engine. The unit vacuums and mulches the leaves into a large canvas container. I'm selling these items as one. The price is $1,000. Any questions or interests, please call 860-961-4649. It's 860-961-4649. Thank All right. you. Hope we can get you some calls. If you want to throw in some swap and sell call, you can do that. Also, we can continue some of the things we've been talking about. I just wanted to say, wouldn't it be nice if Oprah Winfrey would go to Chicago and get things rolling there about the crime situation? 
she would be somebody who would be very influential working with the police. You're on the air. Welcome. <clears throat> yeah, hi. Good morning, Stu. Morning. Excuse my uh, my frog in my throat. Um, you know, I heard a statistic the other day about fentanyl in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I, my memory is accurate on this, but it was something, as I recall, 1,300 people in Connecticut have died from overdosing with fentanyl. Uh, maybe it's more accurate, maybe it isn't. It probably but, is, because I know that all over the country it's thousands. Yeah, yeah, oh gosh, yes. Uh, uh, tens, tens of thousands over the uh, mm-hmm. last few years. Um, but that's an international problem. Uh, and we don't want to deal with the international problem of China very effectively, uh, very strongly. Our, our southern border, yeah, it's it's definitely there for all kinds of things to come over the border. All kinds of people, all kinds of uh, kinds of problems. Um, so, with an international an international problem like fentanyl uh, originating in China, we really we really need in the next administration. Uh, somebody who somebody and I don't know who that somebody is at this point in the race, uh, but we really need somebody who can uh, talk to that uh, that need uh, because the need is obviously growing. Uh, I don't think I don't think that I hear of anything that gives me hope that the border is going to be tighter. Um, I think that these are very savvy very, very devious people who are pushing uh, over the pushing the stuff over the border. They will find other other means to get it in, you know, whatever they are. They'll come in wherever they have to to get it in here. Um, and all I can say is that when we're voting when we're voting this uh, next week, whenever that is, um, you know, we might have hopes for a brighter future, for things to be better. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I'm as disappointed in the Blumenthal, the Murphys of the world, uh, and so many people who enter politics as the next guy. The, the disappointments are, are dramatic because of the nature of the extent of the problem. So uh, I do I hold out a lot of hope that something big is going to change? Well, I certainly hope so, but you need a dynamic. You need dynamic. Uh, you know where they have teachers of the year? Yeah, I know what uh, you're talking about. We need dynamic have, people. And they, and they have those types of people who, who cap, capture the, the imagination of the child and they, they import mm-hmm. uh, and motivate that child to surpass all types of expectations. We need somebody who can really talk uh, yeah, in, in a number of languages to powerful, powerful leaders. Well, I hope dis- we can find some. Them hope from, we can find some. Doing what they're doing. There probably are people like that, but they can't afford to get in races. But I'm hoping for that to save the country. It's the most important position in the world, and uh, we need better candidates. I gotta- know, all I can say is, I did. I have donated to the Republican Party, and I have never in my life anticipated. Uh, that I would receive upwards of 15 text messages and 15 um, 
emails from candidates from one coast to the other <laughs> who are looking for that extra dollar. Well, you wouldn't believe whatever. what I you wouldn't believe what I get. But thanks, sir. I appreciate the call. <laughs> okay. Tons and tons and tons, and I'm not a what you might say a big donator to uh, only in certain situations I would have donated for Condi Rice if she was running for president. Some people I really think that uh, would be remarkable. Let's take a short break. 895252 at WICH. We still have time for uh, some of your calls on AM and FM here. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Most people are unaware of the dangers of buying medication online. I'll be back with some info about this important issue. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. According to the World Health Organization, 50% of medicines sold online by websites that hide their physical address are counterfeit. There are hundreds of stories about patients being harmed by medication purchased online, as there are few specific online pharmacy laws. As certain drugs become more expensive and some patients take on more of the cost burden, some people have even gone online to buy life-saving drugs such as cancer medications. Just be aware and do your research. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a HealthMart pharmacy. We're here for your health. Producing wire, rope, and welding, hydraulics, and hospitality. These things may not have a lot in common to you and me. But Congressman Joe Courtney knows they're just some of the industries and the jobs fueled by a strong shipbuilding economy. So, as chair of the House Armed Services Subcommittee on Sea Power, Joe Courtney worked with both Democrats and Republicans to double the Navy's budget for submarines. Just one of the reasons Joe Courtney is ranked Connecticut's most bipartisan member of Congress. And for us, Courtney's leadership on submarine production is producing jobs and economic opportunity in Groton and New London but also from Plainfield to Enfield, from Basra to Tolland, from Ledger to Waterford, and on and on. Economic development from shipbuilding and a stronger future all across eastern Connecticut? Yep, now those things go hand in hand. Just like job creation and Joe Courtney. I'm Joe Courtney, and I approve this message. Paid for Wildlife and wild bird lovers. Fleming's Feed has what you need and the advice to go along with it seven days a week. Hi, this is Ambry. Fleming's has been supplying you with all of your bird feeding needs for over 35 years. We have a huge selection of seed, suet, feeders, and more. Mark your calendars for Tuesday, November 8th at 6.30. Our annual wild bird seminar is back. Join us that night for lots of tips and incredible deals during this informative gathering. That's Tuesday the 8th at 6.30 at Fleming's Speed in Preston and Sorrington. See you there. Okay, a lot of leftover candy around. Welcome to the program. You're on. Um, hi, Stu. Hi. I'm awoke. You're awoke? Well, all right. You slept <laughs> late today. I, I just want to add some humor with one statement, and uh, pretty much that sums it up. So the statement I have is that the sewers are uh, backing up, <clears throat> and um, they need pumping. Uh, getting closer to the election, so okay. that's my little humor. You got to read between the lines, or whatever. I, you know, maybe some people are serious, whatever. But 
that's the way I look at it <clears throat> from my point of view. All right. Thanks for your point of view. Appreciate it. Thank you. I understand that whatever party you're in, politicians, uh, many mean well, but when they get to the point where, and I understand because nobody wants to be thrown out of the club. When somebody in your club is doing something that you disagree with, you should say it. You should say it. I know it's not an easy thing to do, but I would sure have respect for somebody and vote for that type of person. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, Stu, I have a question. Question, is, yes. Okay. Is marijuana, was that the state that approved it here in Connecticut? It wasn't the feds, was it? Just the state of Connecticut approved it. Because it's against the feds to have marijuana. Against who? Right. Oh, feather, the federal the government? Yeah. The states, yeah. yeah. We, in fact, in the in Norwich, there's going to be... Uh, I know it's been taking a while. There's going to be places to go and buy it, so it's going yeah. to be legal. Yeah, I wonder, though, if it was uh, legalized by the state of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I don't of, think lo- it was legalized by the feds. A lot of states are legalizing it. I think in Massachusetts it is as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. now can you imagine if the feds came in and arrested everybody? Well, that's not going to happen. I don't happen. think the feds approved it. It's against the federal law. Well, it's a, Just wondering. It's a very light misdemeanor now. It used to be more of a heavy thing, but yeah, I. Uh, well, I'll be selling well, it know, soon. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. I um, I want to say that I don't think there's much we can do other than we go out and vote, and we just try to get by. Um, it's going to be tough for some older folks and younger folks, but we just need to get out and vote. Yeah. But I mean, we this uh, that's about all we can do, and. Hope that things turn out good for everyone, yeah, and uh, just vote for I who heard, you think is going to be the do the best job. That's all. And yeah, and that one person someone was speaking about that they didn't know much about her. I imagine if you looked it up on the web or yeah, you could uh, internet, mm-hmm. you could find out a little bit of what she's thinking. But keep in mind, a lot of these people promise things and we don't get it. So keep in mind and let's do our research. Well, there's no Have unless a good you're. Day, a, Stu. All right, thank you. Unless you're a psychic, you're never going to be really sure. If uh, you know, if I was running, I would say, you know, this is what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to do my best to do this. I can't promise you because there are other things involved. But you just say, hey, read my lips. No new taxes. You better be careful when you say that. We'll be right back. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. It's that time of year again. The holidays are upon us with Thanksgiving right around the corner. Balby's Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram would like to give back to the community. All month long, we'll be hosting a food drive to help those in need. Feel free to drop off canned goods and non-perishable items to our showroom at 395 West Thames Street in Norwich. In addition, for every new vehicle sold in the month of November, Balby's Motors will donate a turkey to the food drive supporting veterans at New London Homeless Hospitality Center. Planning a road trip to a family gathering this holiday season? 
season? We've got you covered with our Black Friday sales event. Drive with confidence in any of our 4x4 vehicles within our Jeep lineup or Ram pickups. We have a great selection of models on the ground ready for immediate delivery. Or visit us online at Valvies.com where you can begin a custom pre-order meeting your needs. Thanks for your support and happy holidays to all. We look forward to seeing you soon. Valvies, you're gonna love it. Well, our lines are frying. I'll see if I can get a quick call in here. Welcome. You're on the air. Yes, I was wondering if you could play Arlington for the five guys that lost their lives in 1968 on this day. Okay, sir. I'll try to do that for you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see if I can get a 20-second call in. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Okay, that was quick. Okie doke. I still have some Kit Kats left, so... I'll have a Kit Kat sandwich for lunch. Thanks for all the calls. If you're interested in this gentleman's book, it's called Woking the Woking Dead. A.J. Rice is the author. I think it'll give you a pretty good idea of uh, some of the things we're dealing with in this country. Or not. It's up to you. But we should always learn all the sides. In the meantime... I'm happy. I have an egg salad sandwich. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 in Norwich. And uh, W233DB in Norwich, 94.5 FM. Where after 2 o'clock, it's Jimmy Fallon who puts a his talk show. Gotta have a little humor. Right now it's noon. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Chief Justice John Roberts has put a temporary hold on the handover of former President Trump's tax returns to a congressional committee. Correspondent Bernie Bennett has more. Roberts' order gives the Supreme Court time to weigh the legal issues in Mr. Trump's emergency appeal to the high court filed Monday. Justice Roberts handles emergency matters for the Supreme Court arising in the District of Columbia. Without court intervention, the tax returns could have been provided as early as Thursday by the Treasury Department to the Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee. It comes after a lower court cleared the way for ways and means to obtain the records as part of a long-running legal battle. Bernie Bennett in Washington. For the fifth time since 2019, Israelis voting in national elections, hoping to break the political deadlock that has paralyzed the country for the past three and a half years. The big issues, the cost of living is surging. Israeli-Palestinian tensions are boiling over, and Iran remains a central threat. Also at townhall.com, police in Chicago say as many as 14 people have been injured in a drive-by shooting. Correspondent Donna Warder has more on that story. Police say the shootings happened in the city's Garfield Park Halloween night and that there may have been two shooters. Police Superintendent David Brown says there are three young victims, ages 3, 11, and 13. The other victims range in age from their 30s to 50s and there have been no fatalities. Brown says the conditions of the victims range from non-life-threatening injuries to critical condition. I'm Donna Water. Stocks opened widely higher on Wall Street, but have since moved lower. That's after the big loss a day earlier. The Dow is now off 155 points, and the Nasdaq down 63. More on these stories at townhall.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. 
Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code SLEEK at checkout. That's harrys.com, code SLEEK. Enjoy! A federal judge has blocked the merger of major publishing companies. Penguin Random House effort to buy Simon & Schuster has been blocked by federal district judge Florence Pan, who agrees with the Justice Department argument that joining two of the world's biggest publishers could lessen competition for top-selling books. Penguin Random House denounced the decision, calling it a setback for readers and authors. It adds it is seeking an expedited appeal. The Justice Department argued that the $2.2 billion merger would reduce competition and likely damage a vital cultural industry. I'm Tim McGuire. Game 3 of the World Series between the Phillies and Astros postponed because of rain with a matchup tied 1-1, pushing the entire fall classic schedule back one day. The rain out moved Game 3 to tonight at Citizens Bank Park when the water weather is supposed to be clear. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. On the international front, Prime Minister Narendra Modi will visit Morbi District and in India's western state of Gujarat, where a bridge collapse killed more than 100 people in one of the worst accidents in that country in years. There is an official investigation which has been launched to find out specifically you know, what caused the collapse. Nine people have also been arrested. Some of them are from the firm that actually renovated the bridge. So this footbridge had been closed for repairs for months. It had only been thrown open to the people last week. So there are some managers from that firm. There are among those arrested ticket sellers at the site and also security guards at the site. But when I speak to people, families, those who've lost loved ones, they're saying, will the bigger people actually be held to account, the people who own the firm? BBC correspondent Yojita LeMay reporting. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH.
People got to be free. Mr. B, lunchtime oldies. And uh, we will be talking with uh, the lead singer of that group, Felix Cavalier, at uh, 105 today. They're touring again. The Rascals, they're from New Jersey, and uh, we'll be checking in with him for a little bit. Then we'll have another open segment of the program. In the meantime, here are the Dell Vikings and uh, Whispering Bells.
That's a doo-wop group called the Dell Vikings, and uh, one of their hits called uh, Whispering Bells. Here's lunchtime oldie break, mixing them up a little bit different. Remember when you first discovered you could snap your fingers? It's like, man, how did that happen? They actually have a song about it. Snap your fingers to this one by Joe Henderson. You can still do it. I can hear you. Snap your fingers. I'll come running back to you on Snap your finger. I'll come running. I'll be true. Take a chance on me. Let your light turn green Baby, I've got to know Give me some kind of clue Should I stay or go Let me love you like the lovers That you used to know Turn the key and let me in Through that same old door I had it But I lost it Now I've got a broken heart to mend But listen I don't care what the cost is I know I got to find my way back in Snap your finger Baby, I'll come running I'll do anything To get back again Snap your finger I'll come running I'll do anything To get back again I wonder who invented snapping fingers. They must say, hey, look at this. Can you believe that? All right, if your fingers aren't too tired, we'll do one more, and then we'll get into other things. We'll rest here. Here is Peggy Lee. In a snap, she'll do a little fever for you. Hey, you got the beat. Never know how much I love you. Never know how much I care. When you put your arms around me, I get a fever that's so hard to bear You give me fever When you kiss me fever When you hold me tight 
morning, a fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you know I'm gonna treat you right. You give me fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Everybody's got the fever, that is something you all know. Fever isn't such a new thing, fever started long ago. Romeo loved Juliet, Juliet she felt the same When he put his arms around her, he said Julie baby you're my flame, now give it fever When we kiss it, fever with thy flaming youth Fever, I'm a fire, fever yeah I burn for soup Captain Smith and Pocahontas had a very mad affair. When her daddy tried to kill him, she said, Daddy, oh, don't you dare give me fever. With his kisses, fever when he holds me tight. Fever, I'm his missus. Daddy, won't you treat him right? Now you've listened to my story Here's the point that I have made Chicks were born to give you fever Be it Fahrenheit or centigrade To give you fever When you kiss them fever If you live you learn Fever Till you sizzle What a lovely way to burn How would you describe Peggy Lee? I hear sultry, sultry Peggy Lee. It's a whole finger snapping right through that whole song. Hey, what's happening with the weather? Producing wire, rope, and welding, hydraulics, and hospitality. These things may not have a lot in common to you and me, but Congressman Joe Courtney knows they're just some of the industries and the jobs fueled by a strong shipbuilding economy. So, as chair of the House Armed Services Subcommittee on Sea Power, Joe Courtney worked with both Democrats and Republicans to double the Navy's budget for submarines. Just one of the reasons Joe Courtney is ranked Connecticut's most bipartisan member of Congress. And for us, Courtney's leadership on submarine production is producing jobs and economic opportunity in Groton and New London. But also from Plainfield to Enfield, from Basra to Tolland, from Ledger to Waterford, and on and on. Economic development from shipbuilding and a stronger future all across eastern Connecticut? Yep, now those things go hand in hand. Just like job creation and Joe Courtney. I'm Joe Courtney, and I approve this message. Paid for by Joe Courtney for Congress. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Partly sunny this afternoon, a bit breezy, 66, another mild night tonight in the 50s. Beautiful day tomorrow, sunny and 69, more sunshine on Thursday, 
but a little cooler. Not bad, though. High of 63. That's your Channel 3 Early Warning Forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Still overcast, 61 degrees now. Celebrating 35 years, the Norwich Art Center is a vital part of downtown Norwich. Events include First Friday in the Art Gallery and live music in the intimate Donald L. Oat Theater. Friday, November 4th at 8 p.m., NAC presents Miss Lottie's Cafe, starring vocal phenom Katiana in a love letter to Harlem. On Wednesday, November 9th at 7.30 p.m., NAC's Blues on Broadway features the exciting Sonia Ray Taylor Band. For tickets and more information, visit norwicharts.org. NAC is supported by an ARPA grant from the Cultural Coalition. Okay, dads, it's time to do the Cabbage Patch, the Running Man, or something more contemporary, the Floss. That's right. Dance like a dad with your kids. Learn more at fatherhood.gov. It's Stu Breyer's Lunchtime Oldies Break, only on WICH AM 1310. Hey, we haven't heard from the Yardbirds in a while, huh? So I'll play this for your love. For your love, uh, Yardbirds, Stu Breyer with the WICH. How about um, something from an old cowboy? We would watch The Lone Ranger, Roy Rogers, Gene Autry. They all had shows. Cisco Kid, that was an interesting show with Pancho. He was a sidekick. He wasn't in really good shape, but Cisco looked out for him. 
There's a song about the Cisco kid. Why not? This group is called War. For you cowboys out there. Cisco, hey Pancho. Let's see, what was the name of the Cisco kid's horse? Let me think, let me think. Was it, uh, hmm, I think it was Diablo. Could be Diablo. 
So what do you think the name of his horse was? I think it was Diablo. It could be wrong. Or maybe it was... Um... Hello. I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Red. Go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Red. Where is he now? Wayne Newton. I got a song by Wayne we can sing along with. I'll be with you in apple blossom time. I'll be with you to change your name to mine. One day in May, I'll come and say, Happy the bride, the sunshine. Happened to Wayne Newton. He was the king of Las Vegas. Remember that? Go to Vegas and get us see the Wayne Newton show. He could play any instrument. What a performer. But I don't know where he is now. Here's another artist. Whatever happened to Melanie? Hmm? Don't know. But we still have her music. This is the song she wrote about Woodstock. We were 
name was Safka, in case you're wondering. Way down, and if it doesn't, the sun doesn't come out soon, we may take a nap. Huh? Come on, it's supposed to come out this afternoon. Right now it's 61 and overcast. Everybody knows that Lennon and McCartney were two of the best songwriters ever, but George Harrison wrote some darn good songs. And here's one of them. It's called While My Guitar Gently Weeps.
Harrison had the lead on that one. He should. It was his song. Things they do with guitars. Here's another song about a little guitar, too. Here is uh, Paul Anka. What do you want there, Paul? Just give me a steel guitar, a glass of wine, and let me drink to a love I thought was mine, a love I thought was true to me. But now I'm drinking to a memory, 
a steel guitar and a glass of wine While my tears they glisten in the candle shine Oh candle glow, oh candle bright Tell me who she holds tonight And bring me wine And make the music mine Play another set So that I'll forget Bring me a steel guitar and a glass of wine And let me toast her just one more time Oh, candle glow before you dim Tell her what a fool she's bringing And bring me wine Make the music mine Play another set So that I'll forget And bring me a still guitar and a glass of wine And let me toast her just one more time Oh, candle glow before you dim Tell her what a fool she's been And one more thing before I go Here's a secret I still love her so And one more thing before I go Here's a secret I still love her so mm, There he is crying in his wine Or whining in his drink Holinka, hey, Philadelphia Plays Houston tonight in Philly Hopefully it'll be clear weather. Last night was rained out. World Series back in Philly now. So we present to you the sound of Philadelphia.
Time to get down. I have uh, a little treat for you after the news. No, it's not half my egg salad sandwich. It's uh, one of the great young rascals, the lead singer, Felix Cavalier. They're touring again, and I want to do a little chat with him. He wrote most of the songs for the rascals. First started off as the young rascals, then they became the rascals, and now he's a senior rascal. Here's one of their major hits in was a power hit for them, huh? The Young Rascals, and I'll have the top rascal with me right after the news at 1 o'clock. Got a Stones song. Yeah, we don't want to ignore the Rolling Stones, huh? In case you've been missing them. They're still touring. Now in their late hundreds. Hey, why not, huh? Keep it going, Mick.
strong Mickey. Mick, take a nap. Relax, buddy. When the Beatles were so popular, the Rolling Stones um, wanted to have hits too, like the Beatles. They want to be like the Beatles, but they said, you need to, to have more of an edge than the Beatles. They're kind of good groomed and nice you got to get a little tougher. And it worked for them. Otherwise, they would have been a lot sweeter, but uh, then they came up with satisfaction, and they really dominated another great part of the uh, English invasion. And they've kept that style ever since. Rolling Stones still doing their thing. Touring. This is Mayor Pete Nystrom, along with School Building Committee Chairman Mark Betancourt, speaking with you concerning the school bonding referendum that's on the ballot November 8th. State reimbursement will reduce Norwich's cost by two-thirds, and we may be able to save more than that. Failing to pass this referendum will force the city to pay for repairs to existing schools with no state reimbursement and actually cost the city more than building new schools will. I, for one, do not want to pour good money after bad trying to support 
an inefficient and old system that costs too much to operate and doesn't properly support our students. With state reimbursement, it will actually cost less to build new. It will allow us to save operational costs, provide the best opportunity for our students, and make Norwich a more attractive community in which to live. Building new schools just makes sense. This is Mark Betancourt. I ask that you please support the school building referendum on November 8th. This ad was paid for by attorney Samuel Browning and or Mark Betancourt. Voting day is a week from today. Sneaking right up on us, huh? 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. Listen now. Here's some important information about your Medicare coverage. If you're turning 65 or retiring from work in the next year, the team at Jane Ryan Insurance Group can guide you through the health and Medicare insurance maze. We can walk you through the Medicare process and help you pick the plan that's fitting for you and your needs. At Jane Ryan Insurance Group, because we're local, we know your doctor network, we know your plan options, and we know how to ensure your prescriptions are covered. With Jane Ryan Insurance Group, you have a local expert that you can talk to that can explain options and help you make your decision. To be honest, we're not here to sell you anything. We're here to help you make the right Medicare decisions based on your situation and help you buy the coverage you need. Find out more at janeryaninsurance.com or talk to a local expert face-to-face. Route 85, South Main Street in Colchester. Jane Ryan Insurance Group. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Any information we provide is limited to those plans we do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all of your options. So, anybody out there by the name of Gene? Well, there's a Gene song done by a guy with one name, Oliver. Hmm? How many times he says this name in the song? Let's start counting. Jean, Jean, roses are red. All the leaves have gone green, and the clouds are so low you can touch them, and so. Come out to the meadow, Jean. Jean, Jean, you're young and alive. Come out of your half-dream dream. And run, if you will, to the top of the hill. Jean. Till the sheep in the valley come home my way. Till the stars fall around me and find me alone. When the sun comes a singing, I'll still be waiting for Jean. Oh. 
Dreams Bonnie Jean If you will To the top Of the hill Come into my arms Bonnie himself Oliver I don't know is it twist it's just Oliver it's good enough he's a great singer all right after the news we'll be talking with Felix Cavalier of the Young Rascals for a little bit and also have an open forum so let's take you to the news with a rascal hit I'm holding you close to me Trouble's gone, it's gone I'm in ecstasy With a girl Girl like you Someone love me Girl like you Someone, someone to understand Felix Cavalier, lead singer with the uh, group The Rascals and the Young Rascals and the uh, Middle-Aged Rascals. They're touring, and you got a chance to see them in New England. We'll be telling you about that. Amazing how many million sellers they had, and uh, Felix wrote most of them. Another musical genius. We'll have the opportunity to uh, chat with him for a little bit after the news at 1 o'clock. On a, let me check my Stoodoppler window. Yes, it's still overcast. I think it's overdoing it. WICHAM 1310 in Norwich. We're on FM 294.5 W233 in Norwich. Coming up to 1 o'clock, here's the sparkling news. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Former President Trump's tax returns will not be handed over to a congressional committee. Chief Justice John Roberts put that on a temporary hold. After an emergency appeal to the high court was filed, the tax returns were to be given by the Treasury Department to the Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee. At least 14 people wounded in a drive-by shooting Monday night on Chicago's west side. The victims' conditions vary from critical to non-life-threatening. There are no known fatalities, courtesy of ABC7 Chicago. Police Superintendent David Brown tells reporters... There is some video of the shooting. And we do have some uh, video of this incident on the pod. Uh, so we have uh, 
some preliminary information regarding uh, this. We know it's a drive-by. We know it happens in just a few seconds. No motive is known for the shooting. Also at townhall.com, a lot of help-wanted signs were posted in September. In a newly released update, the Labor Department says job openings rose unexpectedly, suggesting the labor market is not cooling as fast as the Fed inflation fighters had hoped. Employers advertised 10.7 million job vacancies in September, up from 10.2 million in August. Economists had been expecting the number of job openings to drop below 10 million. Rich Thomason reporting. Stocks giving up early gains and did turn lower. After an unexpectedly strong report on the job market, raised concerns that the Federal Reserve will need to keep the pressure on inflation with aggressive interest rate increases coming up. The Dow is down 115 points, and the Nasdaq 76 points lower. More on these stories at townhall.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a Sponsor of passive, affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817 912 1569. Israelis are going to the polls today. They'll attempt to elect a new government. We have the latest from the Media Line's Michael Friedson. It's the fifth vote in the span of four years, but despite weeks of media reports of voter apathy and a litany of why citizens would not vote, by mid-afternoon the highest number of ballots in any 21st century election had been cast. Israelis vote for party and not candidate, the one that wins the greatest number of seats in parliament, will be given the first opportunity to form a coalition government. Benjamin Netanyahu, who held the position longer than anyone else in the nation's history, is seeking a return to power. And what appears to be a strong Israeli-Arab vote might prove to be the kingmaker. I'm Michael Friedson, Town Hall News, Jerusalem. News and analysis at TheMediaLine.org and TownHall.com. Polish and South Korean officials have signed an initial agreement to develop a nuclear power plant in Poland, part of an effort by Poland to lower its carbon emissions and seek energy security. The Greek Coast Guard courting a search and rescue operation in the Aegean. The rescue mission began in the middle of the night after one of the boat's passengers phoned the emergency services. A group of survivors who weren't wearing life jackets were pulled off a rocky islet in the strait between the islands of Andros and Evia to the east of Athens. A photo published by the Greek Coast Guard showed them huddled in silver foil survival blankets on the deck of the rescue ship. According to the men, who are said to come from Egypt, Iran and Afghanistan, nearly 60 others had been on board with them. Their boat had sailed from Turkey. 
gale force winds have been hampering the search. BBC correspondent Danny Eberhardt. More on these stories at townhall.com. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Partly sunny this afternoon, a bit breezy, 66, another mild night tonight in the 50s. Beautiful day tomorrow, sunny in 69, more sunshine on Thursday, but a little cooler. Not bad, though, high of 63. That's your Channel 3, early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Thank you, Marty Hausberger. It's uh, 61 degrees, trying to get through to Felix. Cavalier, and we'll try for another couple of minutes, so we'll get right into an open forum. So stick around. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. In 2020, Ms. Olsten and her colleagues in Hartford voted into law the Police Accountability Act. Removing qualified immunity allows anyone to file lawsuits against our heroes serving in law enforcement, leaving our community more vulnerable and our fellow citizens less protected. I say enough is enough. It's time for a change. On November 8th, please vote row 4B, Pietro Camardella. My name is Pietro Rocky Camardella, and I have approved this message. Paid for by Rocky for CT9. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Throws up top, and he caught it, and he's in the end zone. Oh, what a play. This Friday, the Huskies clash with UMass. And caught in the end zone at a corner. What a catch. Touchdown, Yukon. Our coverage begins at 5.30 on your home for Yukon football. Catch all the action of UConn football all season long on 94.5 and 1310 AM, WICH in Norwich. This is Mayor Pete Nystrom, along with School Building Committee Chairman Mark Betancourt, speaking with you concerning the school bonding referendum that's on the ballot November 8th. State reimbursement will reduce Norwich's cost by two-thirds, and we may be able to save more than that. Failing to pass this referendum will force the city to pay for repairs to existing schools with no state reimbursement and actually cost the city more than building new schools will. I, for one, do not want to pour good money after bad trying to support an inefficient and old system that costs too much to operate and doesn't properly support our students. With state reimbursement, it will actually cost less to build new. It will allow us to save operational costs, provide the best opportunity for our students, and make Norwich a more attractive community in which to live. Building new schools just makes sense. This is Mark Betancourt. I ask that you please support the school building referendum on November 8th. This ad was paid for by attorney Samuel Browning and or Mark Betancourt. Well, right, let's say uh, hi to Felix Cavalier, who's on our line. They're they're touring again, the Rascals. Hi, Felix. 
Hello, how are you? We're doing good. You're a busy man, huh? Got the big tour? Well, I'm trying to be as busy as I can, thank goodness. Have they named any streets after you in New Jersey yet? <laughs> no. No, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a New York uh, native, and uh, I live in Tennessee, and I don't know, maybe they'll... See, the problem down in Tennessee is I, I, they, they really can't pronounce my name too well, so, you know. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> can't put it up on... you're one of the most uh, popular groups or best-selling uh, rock groups in New Jersey, I bet, so someday we'll get some yeah, streets for uh, you. Yeah, we, we've been very fortunate in the tri-state area. You know, I think they embraced us because, uh, uh, you know, basically at that time everybody was pretty much English. And here come these uh, guys with long hair that mm -hmm. come from uh, the neighborhood, so to speak. So I've always appreciated that, you know, that we kind of like fit into, you know, that tri-state area. So you're kind of like uh, men in school, were you teenagers when you started the group? No, no. Much later in life, we... Um, we uh, uh, we met in New York City. Uh, it, was, it was kind of like a circumstance where I was working with a band uh, that was uh, uh, backing up Joey D and the Starlighters, and a few of us, I asked them to join and, and do our own thing, and I met this wonderful drummer, uh, Dino Donnelly, who was, who was working in New York also, and uh, I said, well, listen, why don't we start something and try our own thing, and we got very lucky. It's great how that uh, mix uh, worked out. So you were still pretty young because you called yourselves the Young Rascals. So um, then you got a couple more guys in the group, and were you always writing the well, songs? Well, we were very fortunate. You know, like I say, I, I had an idea. You know, uh, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a long story, but I, I had uh, toured in England. Uh, I'm sorry, in Germany. Uh, and uh, prior to the Beatles coming to the United States, uh, I worked with them, uh, with Joey D and the Starlighters Band. They they actually were on the bill with Joey. And uh, that kind of uh, made me decide not to continue in college, but to uh, go out and try this uh, business with all these lovely ladies seem to be very excited about the group. I said, let mm -hmm. me try this. Sure, of course. Yeah. Why did, why did you call yourselves the Rascals or the Young Rascals? Well, the uh, the Rascals' name came from an outside source. I don't know if you're familiar with the name Soupy Sales. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we we uh, we approached Soupy Sales at his at his television station because we were trying to get discovered, and uh, he had a hit record. And we said, you know, Soupy, you really need a backup band, you know. And he said, no kidding, I've been all these years without a backup band. I never knew it. And he said, what do you call yourselves? And uh, we really didn't have a name. And after he kind of said to us. I know what I'd like to call you, but we couldn't put it on a marquee. He gave us the name. Oh, no kidding. Now, there's something. That, well, he had one song called, I think, Do the Mouse. I don't know. You didn't back up that yeah. one, right? Well, no. Uh, we were asking to take the mouse on the road. Oh. In other words, if you are a band to reproduce the song on stage, and uh, he had another one in the back of that was called Buffalofica, which, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he was just such a great man. He was lovely, lovely human being, funny. And, you know, we laughed at everything he said. So he said to us, he said, you know what? This could work out. You laugh at every joke I say. This could work out very well. Sounds like Soupy would say something like that. Ah, uh, great, great man. I miss him. I tell you, he was a lovely, lovely guy. So, Felix, did you write most of the Rascals' hits? Yeah, uh, basically, you know, after Good Lovin', uh, you know, we were kind of like in a world where... Uh, uh, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and the Kinks and the Love and Spoonful, and everybody was writing their own songs. Gave it a shot, and it worked. 
First song I remember by you guys, and I've been playing your tunes over 50 years, so it's great to talk with you. Um, Ain't Gonna Eat Your Heart Out Anymore, was that the first one? Well, it wasn't the first one we wrote. I I mean, we wrote. uh, That was the first one that we recorded. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had not really really achieved the the status where we could try to write our own songs uh, because, you know, the record company had signed us based on our uh, uh, nightclub appearances. They liked what they were hearing, you know, which was you know, a good loving. We had Bestang Sally. We had, you know, all these songs that we were covers. Because in those days, the clubs demanded that you do covers. They did not want to hear originals. Mm-hmm. That changed, but that was the uh, that was the way it was. I thought Good Good Lovin' was uh, an original by you guys, but that was recorded before? Oh, yes. It was mm-hmm. recorded a few times, but the, the version that was prior to us was by the Olympics. Oh, that was a that was that was a grabber that song immediately. I'm sure. Immediately, and uh, you know that's the that's the good thing about playing in front of an audience. You know, uh, basically, you know, you get an instant reaction to wow. You know, they like this one. You know, so the record company released it. It became number one. Well, that gives you a, a different kind of onus on your career because now the record company's got to pay a little attention to you. You know, mm. and so then we started writing, and we got very lucky because it's not easy. I imagine you've written a lot of songs, and uh, we're going to talk about your tour in just a couple of minutes. Do you think that uh, with today's music, uh, you might want to record some songs that that you've had maybe for years? Well, you know, you never know. You never know with the new music because the music's changed quite a bit uh, from you know when when we were around. Uh, I continue to do. I, I just did an album uh, during this whole uh, pandemic situation, uh, uh, which is called Then and Now. And, you know, to try to make a premise, uh, basically uh, what the premise was, was uh, I'm going to take five old songs that really uh, influenced me, re-record them, and write five new songs that shows that influence. And, uh, you know, basically, you just keep, you know, if, if, if you like to create, which I do, you, got, you have to keep creating. And, and that's, fortunately, we can do that now out of our home. That's true. Yeah, well, all the equipment you can do at home. So let me brag about you for a second, uh, Felix. Um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Musicians Hall of Fame, Grammy Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame, Vocal Group Hall of Fame, Hit Parade Hall of Fame, and Hammond Hall Hall of Fame. Hammond Hall. I don't know about the Hammond. What is the Hammond? Organ. Hammond Organ. Oh, Hammond Organ. Okay. That's it's a pretty good resume. Yeah, I still can't I still can't hit a fastball though, you know. Yeah, well, you hit a lot. Of, you got a lot of hits anyway. Is there one yeah. particular yeah. song that you're most proud of that you wrote? Well, right now, you know, with the current situation in our world, I've got I've got to say, you know, like people got to be free is uh, something I'm proud of because I still I still believe that, you know, uh, that's part of the uh, premise of this uh, tour that we're doing. It's called Time Peace. Mm-hmm. And the P E A C E because I think it's time for peace. So I think that song there in particular, uh, you know, uh, I, I I just really wish we could get that point across. Now, have you been on a sabbatical or have you been entertaining all these years uh, since your hits, or is this a new thing? That no, I, I've, I've been entertaining uh, uh, all these years, uh, uh, pretty much on my own, you know, uh, uh, without the uh, the other fellows in the band because of a number of reasons. Uh, some mm-hmm. of them retired way back and 
really, uh, and then some of them have health issues. Uh, we're going out now with uh, Gene Cornish, who uh, had a little setback a few years back uh, on stage. He he uh, had a little bit of a heart attack there, and so basically we're hoping he wants to go back to work. We're going to try it. But, no, I never stopped. I kept going all the years because, uh, first of all, there's an audience out there that, that wants to hear it, and the second of all, all musicians, we're going to work until we can't. Good for you, and uh, I'm glad you're yes. still uh, doing your thing. So you'll be touring in, um, in the area pretty soon this month. Tell us about that. Well, uh, you know, we, we, we're doing mostly East Coast, you know, and basically we're we're kind of looking forward to uh, seeing a lot of the people that we haven't seen in a while because of COVID. You know, we haven't really uh, been able to uh, get out there, you know. So uh, basically uh, the idea is that do the people want to come out? Are they feel hunted? Do they feel healthy enough? Do they feel safe enough? I hope so. You know, we had a bond in those years, a uh, musical bond with our audience. We didn't have internet or iPhones or social media, but our, our generations were pretty much united behind the music. You know, they heard all, all the different musics from all over the, you know, Britain and the United States. I try to recreate that live, you know. So you're going to be in, uh, well, we're in Connecticut. You're going to be in Connecticut on the 12th, New York. I see Westbury, New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah, New York, Barry, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So you've got quite a, a, a great schedule. The the key that for just about any act in those days was to get on one at the time one of the most popular television shows, Ed Sullivan. What was that was like? What was that like? Very interesting. Very interesting. First of all, it started on a Monday morning, approximately seven a.m. We rehearsed every single day, Saturday night. They had a complete show in front of a lot of, of an audience, but not televised. And then Sunday was the event, was the actual televised. And he screwed it up every time, Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. He was a real it stickler. Was it was live, you know. And yeah. basically, in, in those days, you know, nowadays they tape everything. So basically, you know, you, if you make a mistake, you just do it over. But in those days, it was literally live. So what would happen is, you know, he would... Uh, he would see someone in the audience and he would just lose his train of thought and there goes 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, the act next, the next act's got to make it up, you know? So it was very, very hectic backstage. Uh, it was fun. I mean, we enjoyed it. I, I mean, it was, you know, something we grew up with. We saw all these different people every Sunday night at 8, 8 p.m. in New York and uh, uh, I, we did it about six times. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I was just going to say that. He must really, really like you guys for him to do that six times. Six times. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it was interesting. He, he was an interesting man. You know, he was an older, obviously, generation. I don't think he really knew uh, what hit him when we hit the stage. You know? <laughs> but he was always kind to us. And, you know, uh, we, you know, he never really smiled too much at us, but he was there for us. That's really great. I, so many stories with him. I remember Tom Edwards had a Tommy Edwards had "It's All in the Game" song, and they were running late, yeah. so he had to do it almost like he was on '78 record and speed oh, through yeah. it. Oh yeah, you remember that? Well, you know that I remember because you know the Jackie Mason thing is another one too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's because of the time uh, uh, problems. You know, I mean, you only have so much time, and uh, you know, basically, you know, if he talks 
like I say, for 15, 20 seconds over, you got a problem. Mm. You know? It was an interesting time. But nowadays, of course, it's a whole different ballgame. But it was fun. It was really fun. I've got a lot of, a lot of really great memories, which I put in that book that I wrote, you know, because, you know, my dad would come down to the show and, you know, here he was backstage seeing stars that he had seen on television, you know, in the green room. It was fun. Felix, tell me about the book that you wrote. I know that uh, Gene Cornish wrote a book as well. Is that correct? Correct, yes. And tell me about your book. Well, basically, what happened basically is, is during 2013, we did this tour. Uh, we did a Broadway show called Once Upon a Dream. During that, uh, there were press conferences with the four of us. And, and I noticed that every single one of us had a different answer for the same question. Like, for example, the name. How'd you get the name? Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I better write something down because I could have sworn I was there, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what started it. That's what started it. And then I realized that basically it Rascals, with all due respect, was only five or six years of my life. And I've been here for a while, you know? So I wrote about, you know, my uh, kind of like start in uh, New York State, uh, from Pelham to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's basically pretty much the title. It's uh, it's uh, called a memoir of a rascal, and I was fortunate enough to have uh, the estate of Linda McCartney uh, let me use one of the photos that she took of me during uh, during the sixties. That's great. That's the, those books are great. I'm I'm glad that you've got one. I, we only have a little time, but one of our listeners, I think, wants to say something to you. Hi, WICH. Would you like to uh, say something to Felix? Yes, I heard you mention um, Soupy Sales. Yeah, and Soupy Sales agent, a lady, went stayed at our family's bed and breakfast in Long Point, Connecticut, wow. and she told uh, how things were and stuff. Do you know her name? Because we'd like to get in touch with her again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We don't uh, know. There's, 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 there's a tr- uh, I don't. Fortunately, he's not around, so I can ask him, you know, but uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe yeah. we can use the old Internet to Google something and find that. You can find just about anything there. So um, let's talk about how people can get tickets to your shows. And, uh, of course, your book is available everywhere, I assume. Well, pretty much Amazon is, is doing the, the, the brunt of it for us, right, these days. The uh, the uh, book uh, industry is a little different than it used to be. I mean, there's not a lot of book signings, although we're trying to do a few of them. Uh, there's not a lot of bookstores. So I would say Amazon.com or FelixCavalieriMusic.com mm-hmm. is the best uh, place to get it. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's been really, really interesting uh, because of the fact that, you know, we've been locked up for a few years here. I bring the book to the shows and I sign them, and okay. you know, uh, you know, basically, uh, it, it's a whole different world online. Online, I probably will do a uh, audible uh, book. It, it seems to be people maybe you know much easier for them to download it and read it and hear it rather than read it. There's a great interest in wanting to know the inside stuff of uh, favorite groups, so I think people would be uh, very much up for that. So, when yeah. you had a song well, we, that. We, when you had a song that was a hit, did you did you keep watching Billboard to see if it would hit number one? Well, you know, those days it was really, really interesting, you know, watching the Billboard and the cash box we had in those days. Uh, there's a lot more to that process than people know, hmm. you know, behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the learning of that process from a... 
from an industry standpoint rather than from a musician standpoint was really really interesting you know because um you know uh, the number one is a really interesting number because your your price goes up you know for live performances hmm. uh at and and how do you get to number one hey there's a subject for another book. Oh, I'd love that one. I'd love to learn more about that. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. There's a subject. So you could yeah. be number two for 20 weeks, but it's all about the number one, huh? It really is, you know, and it's kind of funny, you know, because, uh, you know, when you're a young guy, you know, coming up in the music industry, you don't know anything about these things. And then you find out, and you say, hmm, wow, pretty interesting world we live in. Boy, I'd love to talk deeper with you sometime about that. That's, you know, that was kind of like our Bible in the early days on radio, that's for sure. Sure, oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's like anything else. I mean, uh, you know, with all due respect, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, ways to get to the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. And it's not always by the fact that it's a great song. Politics? You got it, my friend. Bingo! <laughs> As you get to know Dick Clark, uh, did you get to know Dick Clark uh, well? Or absolutely, uh, I, a lovely guy. I mean, seriously, smart, intelligent, hardworking, creative, yeah. always in your corner. I mean, if you start off with Dick Clark, man, Dick Clark takes care of you. You know, another one is cousin Brucey. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had so many really good friends over the years. Some of them are not here anymore. Murray the K. You know, this jockey's played an important part in our life, and certainly Dick Clark did. Brucey's, I think Brucey's playing oldies in New York again. He's back on 77 ABC, yeah. believe it or not. You know, I mean, you know, it really is, is wonderful. We we befriended him. He befriended us way back, and he's still there for you. You know, I mean, I miss DJs. You know, Murray the K was a good friend, and, you know, all of the guys from the New York, man, the, uh, the good guys, WMCA, and, yeah. you know, WNEW, Scott Muni. I mean, we've been very fortunate in, you know, over the years. We had some great personalities on radio. I grew up you know, with and, all and, of them, yeah. They help you. They help you. All right, one last call, and I would talk just about your tickets. And Hi, WICH. You have a question for Felix. Yes, uh, I did. Uh, I uh, loved his music. I back, Growing up in the late 60s, I... Uh, I uh, wore out the eight tracks uh, on his uh, there you go. Greatest, you. greatest hits album. It was fantastic. Thanks. Well, I'm sure. I had, a, I had a question on the, on the drummer. Uh, he he was unbelievable. That the uh, all the tricks yep. and the flamboyant stuff. I was that something that uh, he always had, or he, he made that up. Well, let me explain this to you. You know, uh, as I said earlier, you know, I I, I sort of found him, so to speak in a club in New York called the Metropole. The Metropole was a, was a place, I think it was on 47th and 7th, that was, uh, there was a big uh, like window you could look in and see the band. They highlighted a lot of uh, uh, jazz bands, including uh, Buddy Rich, uh, you know, like uh, 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 Louis Belson, uh, but the drummers were the leaders of the band. So he was witness to a lot of drummers that did, as you say, those kind of tricks. They twirled their sticks. They threw them up in the air. Yeah, yeah. They were a show into themselves. He kind of learned from those uh, so-called old-timers and brought that to uh, you know rock and roll pop music. Nobody really was doing that yet. No, he, he was the first I, that I saw. You know, he was great. Right. And, and he got it from the, the you know the, these giants, Gene Krupa, Buddy Rich, 
Louis Belson. I mean, th- these are people who, like, uh, you know, they put on a show besides playing drums. Hey, thanks for bringing that up, though, listener. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good, good, good one there. Yeah, it's good questions. Very nice. Um, so, Felix, um, you said it's the Time Peace Tour. Wasn't that the name of one of your albums, too? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and, and as I said earlier, I just kind of feel it's a good time for peace. You know, as we look around our country and our mm-hmm. planet, certainly it looks like a good time for peace. Sure is. And uh, we're rooting for that. And we love to hear the sound again. And uh, this is your audience, buddy. My lines are all lit up. I don't know if you have a time situation with other interviews. You have time for another call? Absolutely. All right. Hi, WYCH. Welcome. I can feel it sounds like, um, oh, my God, Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci? I think he sounds oh, he like Joe Pesci. at the end of his name, just like me. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have Joe Pesci's Greatest Hits album, uh, Felix? Yeah. Well, you know, he was a musician also. <clears throat> Joey, Joe Pesci actually played with Joey D and the Starlighters. Yeah, that's, I forgot that. That's right. He was a musician. And he was also responsible for uh, some of the Four Seasons becoming Four Seasons. Yeah, I saw that story when I saw the uh, play about them. Joe That's Pesci. Correct. Great stuff. And, and, of course, now all his hits are in the movies and when he had to put a hit on somebody. But I guess he did some uh, music, too. Interesting, yeah. interesting stuff. Yes, yeah. it is interesting. And, you know, like I say, uh, uh, you know, I live in Tennessee now, you know, but uh, everybody knows where I come from. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be... my voice. You're going to be playing there, so they'll come and see you again. Hi, WICH. What's your question for Felix? I just wondered if you ever played at the Shabu. Okay, thanks. You know, I play at the Shabu. Uh, I, I, I played at the Shabu uh, as Felix Cavalieri rather than as the Rascals. But sure, I remember it. Absolutely. Well, we're surrounded here, Felix, by two of the biggest casinos in the country probably familiar with uh, Mohegan Sun oh, and yeah. Foxwoods and Absolutely. I think they would love to get you in their wolf den I've been in their wolf den many oh, yeah. times oh, you have? You know, okay. and, and uh, I enjoy it very much I haven't been there for a while but uh, you know uh, I really enjoyed uh, I remember when they were building those places yeah it's amazing well listen so for people who want tickets I'll just give the um, your media contacts for tickets, or was the best way to, to do it? That's a good question. I, I think Ticketmaster probably has it covered, you know, and uh, my website, FelixCavalieriMusic.com, mm-hmm. uh, has, but, but I'm sure that, you know, like the venue, uh, we'll be glad to reach out to them. We really just like, like you know, we, we really want to see if the people want to hear and see us, uh, want to get out there and, 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 and really reunite our audience. Well, it's a pleasure to speak with you, and good luck with this current tour. And I'm glad you're back with Gene, and he's feeling better. And uh, we'll keep playing yeah. your music. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. All right, Felix. Take, Take care, care of yourselves. You See too. You soon. Felix Cavalier, lead guitarist on the Stu Breyer Show, and uh, Gene Cornish is the lead guitarist, and Felix was the is the lead singer. An organist and quite a group. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. I think I could have kept them on all day, but 
We will move along here at 889-5252. Thanks for your good questions. Very interesting questions. I wasn't aware of the uh, great ability of the drummer. I remember seeing the Rascals on the Ed Sullivan show a few times, but that was about it. But we played their music many, many times through my radio career. You can be sure of that right back from when they started. Celebrating 35 years, the Norwich Arts Center is a vital part of downtown Norwich. Events include First Friday in the Art Gallery and live music in the intimate Donald L. Oat Theater. Friday, November 4th at 8 p.m., NAC presents Miss Lottie's Cafe, starring vocal phenom Katiana in a love letter to Harlem. On Wednesday, November 9th at 7.30 p.m., NAC's Blues on Broadway features the exciting Sonia Ray Taylor Band. For tickets and more information, visit norwicharts.org. NAC is supported by an ARPA grant from the Cultural Coalition. Stu Breyer with you. This portion of our program is an open topic. So if you would like to call in on any subjects, whether it be music or anything, we uh, will have this open forum now at 889-5252. Also try to get in a little comedy, as we do in the 1 o'clock hour. So stay with us, see what we can come up with. But there's something earlier that you wanted to talk about on the program and didn't get an opportunity to do so, you're welcome to call in now at 889-5252. Be interesting to see how the group sounds so many years later that I wasn't aware that Felix was touring on his own for a number of years. Of course, he was the lead singer of the group. We'll be right back. Producing wire, rope, and welding, hydraulics, and hospitality. These things may not have a lot in common to you and me, but Congressman Joe Courtney knows they're just some of the industries and the jobs fueled by a strong shipbuilding economy. So, as chair of the House Armed Services Subcommittee on Sea Power, Joe Courtney worked with both Democrats and Republicans to double the Navy's budget for submarines. Just one of the reasons Joe Courtney is ranked Connecticut's most bipartisan member of Congress. And for us, Courtney's leadership on submarine production is producing jobs and economic opportunity in Groton and New London, but also from Plainfield to Enfield, from Basra to Tolland, from Ledger to Waterford, and on and on. Economic development from shipbuilding and a stronger future all across eastern Connecticut? Yep, now those things go hand in hand. Just like job creation and Joe Courtney. I'm Joe Courtney and I approve this message. Paid for by Joe Courtney for Congress. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. And we also have UConn Sports on the weekends. You got you covered. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Um, I enjoyed uh, Felix Cavallari. Uh, really nice to hear from him. Sounds like a, a real down-earth guy. Yeah, I enjoyed that, too. <clears throat> anyway, I've got a... Uh, since uh, a lot of your listeners are youngsters like myself... Uh, that might have diabetes. I was wondering uh, if anyone, if I could get some some kind of input, if somebody uh, has uh, diabetes and they have Medicare, how do they get their test strips? I was on the uh, the phone for 30 minutes yesterday with with Medicare, and it was kind of a runaround. I went to my local pharmacy, and they said, uh, "Oh, you know, uh, it, they don't they want to refuse it and all that." So I called Medicare themselves. 
And it seems to me that uh, according to Medicare, you can't get those test strips paid for through your Medicare Part B uh, through a regular pharmacy. It's got to be a special one. And they said, oh, you got to go to Tolland or Warwick. Hmm. I don't believe that. So I was wondering if any of your listeners might get those test strips uh, paid for by Medicare uh, if they use a local pharmacy. That's, that's all I really need to know. Thank you. Do you live in Norwich, sir? Uh, yeah, I live in uh, Lisbon, which, you know, mm-hmm. Norwich is close enough. Have you uh, contacted Senior Resources? They know just about everything about that. They're, oh, that's right. I should call uh, Lori down there. She's excellent. Oh, yeah. my God. If anybody could help you, it would be Lori. However, yeah. if any of the listeners uh, can give some more input, that would be great, too. Yeah, thanks. I didn't mean to, you know, take up all your no, time. No, no. Uh, it's I'm really curious because it doesn't sound right that I should have to go to a special pharmacy uh, 50 miles away to get my test strip. No, you're absolutely right. I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Lori at Senior Resources. Boy, they can give you an answer to everything. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi. If I was him, I would just go to one of the local pharmacies and uh, ask them because some of them, like the big chains actually work with Medicare, you know, of course they want to make money and, you know, they can get something and, and give it to a patient. They'll give it to them, w- w- you know, with the Medicare thingy. So I would ask one of the big pharmacies or try all the big pharmacies, CVS, Walgreens, and maybe even Walmart, you know. That would be the first go-to I would do. And um, here's one for uh, Joey out there that thinks that I'm giving you, um, yeah, if I say, when you say to me, oh, is that one of your conspiracy theories, I'll say, well, yeah, this is what I think, but when I say, I got this off of the news in the middle of the night, it's real. You know what was on the news during the, day, uh, during the 12 to 1 hour? Um, well, halfway, because I listen to the news all over the place. I didn't, I didn't know, because I was listening to myself, but yeah. go ahead, yes. Ever source wants to raise rates 20 to 40 percent and they're claiming ukraine yeah it's just an excuse to pick our pockets and i'm telling you the station i heard out of hartford last night which did one of the people that were one of the guys that worked at wich go to a hartford station many through the years well one is there but he's in the middle of the night but Anyway, and and it's one that I recognize. I can't say it right. I didn't think of it right now, but that is where I heard that Eversource is saying, we just don't have the natural gas, and we're going to have blackouts, or I should say power outages. That's what they said. Those, this is real. This is not fake. We need to get Stefanowski in there because he said... He would sit down with every source and deal with, you know, whatever. And if they do not want to deal with him, he'll ixnay them like that. That's what he said. And here's one for everybody out there. True or false, because I believe it will probably come up in the papers. True or false from Susan. What is it? A Steinway piano that was owned by Thomas Edison. Hmm has teeth marks in it. Ooh. Why? Why? Because when Thomas Edison was older and um, he was trying to think about how to do recordings, he was starting to be hard of hearing. So when somebody played his Steinway piano, he literally bit onto the wood 
so he could feel the vibrations go through his teeth up into his brain, and he knew what you know what, what the different whatever keys were and everything because he was a, he was brilliant. But so is that true or false? Is that a conspiracy theory? We will find out this week. Okay, I would say at this particular time it w- would be false. I'm trying to picture him playing the piano with his teeth. Well, they say it came up at an auction, so mm-hmm. we'll find out because it is. I'm like, what? I'm hearing it, and it was on a newscast, and I'm like, okay. But I wanted to challenge Joey because he doesn't believe what I say. So, but I think this is going to come up in the newspaper right, because it is an oddball story, and your, I really think that it will be printed. That's your whole. That's your homework assignment for the uh, for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay, thanks, Stu. You're welcome. Yeah, bye. Hmm. Wow, what a classic piano to have, huh? Tuning up the tooth marks. Hey, strange things happen. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. Uh, Susan has to consider the source, so I wouldn't, like, uh, get all um, in a tizzy about it. No, so um, she's not in a tizzy. She's not going to buy the piano. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, beautiful. Sounds great, you know, uh, speaking of pianos. But I wanted to say that um, I think the utility companies and, like, uh, Eversauce and gas stations and whatnot are taking advantage of the weakness of this administration. And whether Joe Biden goes out there, come on, come on, come on, people. You know what? what? They're making money. Uh, obviously, he doesn't have a uh, power, um, <laughs> funny how I said that, power over these people that are raking in the money. Number two, mm-hmm. I, I, I just wanted to say for the seniors out there, um, with the rhetoric of social security and whatnot threats, um, I have a zero fear factor, and this is what I see over the years is fear um, to think a certain way, vote a certain way, and I think that the people who uh, paid into the Social Security over the years will be grandfathered or grandmothered in uh, at a particular year, and they, you know, they won't be touched. Well, they're not going to um, be touched that's anyway. Why that's why you see it's political bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you see they may in the future. That's why they're pressuring uh, new employees to save in your 401k plan, whatever, because they don't want to uh, pay pensions and whatever. So the people who paid into the social, social Security, let me tell you, um, I will be out there with my metal bat, and those people with walkers and canes and wheelchairs will be behind me, and you should play... And you'll be thrown play. into jail, of course. Mm-hmm. Huh? You have a metal bat out there, you'll be thrown into jail. Well, you know, I don't care. Okay. Don't get riled up about something that hasn't happened, okay? 
But I, I just wanted to say mm-hmm. that I'm thinking of uh, two songs, Thriller by Michael Jackson. That's what they're instilling. And number two, You Can't Touch This. Okay, thanks. I got to go. Still thinking of the piano with the tooth marks. Welcome to the program. Hey, Stu, I got to say this because of the air. I love Maria, and I love listening to your callers, and I certainly love Susie. Yeah, I get a little... Okay, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, but I, I love them both, so that's okay. it. All right, thanks. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Interesting get, uh, guest today. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I, it's yeah. nice to hear from some of those great musicians we grew up with. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, I have something to say that... Um, Many people may not like it. Oh, they may not like it. Oh, no, they won't like it. You need a thick skin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, okay, I was watching news last night, and uh, Mr. Pelosi, that man that uh, had been to his house before, and they said he was a male prostitute. Been to his house? I never heard that one. (laughs) Yeah, it was on. um, Oh, Channel Three. Um, no, I. That, you know, I'd have uh, to get movie. Movie. Uh, what is it? Review. Uh, I'd have to get some verification on that yeah, one. Yeah, I. I found it to be kind of stupid. You know what I mean? I. I just didn't like it. So they're saying but, that Mr. Pelosi had uh, met the guy before. Right, and okay. that the guy was a male prostitute. Well, I know but, he was in a nudist colony. He was. He was high oh. on drugs all the time. He was homeless. He was reckless. He was, I think he had a oh, criminal was, record, so I don't know what else. Those are the things I know. Yeah, I mean, I just heard that, and I think we're going to hear a lot of stories about that, but I really wish that he was, uh, had a security. He didn't have any security, is that right? There was no security there, obviously, and they usually do have it. They definitely have hmm. it when Nancy's there, but certainly they should yeah. have it all the time. I would suppose so, really. Mm-hmm. And does any? Do you know how he's doing, Mr. Pelosi? He's doing very well, considering. Good, good. I don't know how he's going to be doing emotionally after that horrible incident. Oh. But uh, as far My, as the injury, just, he's doing okay. I just don't like the idea that somebody get in their head to use that type of a thing, a weapon, for to hurt people. So let's hope that You're young people... You're telling me that there's bad people in the world? Oh. Fortunately, most of them are good people like us. Yeah, well, I pray that he's well, and um, I think that the people should have security. You know, after all, um, she's very well known, and her husband well, she, needs Most of the security. time they do have security. I don't know what went, mm. went down then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess there'll be a lot to be heard about all this. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for the guests that you had. Well, you're I welcome. A lot. Thanks thank for you. calling. Have a good day. You too. Hi, welcome Thanks. to the program. It, it's a it's a false rumor. It's a fact check. Um, oh it's God, it's these... like people watch the news all the time. It's a poor little thing. It's not true that the guy was gay. It's just poor. I don't care if he was gay. Guy. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, it's yeah. really stupid. The stuff that's going around. My God. It, you know what's funny though? Like I always say this, like I feel bad for people who watch the news constantly. Like I just told you before, we got rid of our cable. 
gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gone. And I don't, I, it's been since Saturday, and I feel the urge to go up there and go, oh, I'm going to go watch Rachel Ray cooking show. I'm going to go watch, we watch sitcoms, Kojak, you know, um, Perry Mason, fun loving, you know, not fun loving, <laughs> old cop shows. But you know what? I'm reading a book, I'm doing a crossword puzzle, I'm not drawn to that television set anymore. Well, some of those shows are just so ridiculous. All the stuff. How do you know it's real? We used to watch Fox News every night with the round table, and I don't miss it. Okay. Well. Don't miss it. All right. Then enjoy your uh, TV freedom. I, well, I'm kind of fighting. I'm kind of being a rebel, but I'm doing it. You'll be okay. um, All right. Thanks. Anyway, thanks. Hello. Welcome to the program. Yeah, I still, I, uh, I guess we're still talking about Paul Pelosi here. Guess so, yeah. I guess so. I mean, I, I have to wonder how, how much of this is uh, political gamesmanship. We've got two weeks or one week for the for the midterms. <clears throat> and how much of this is morbid curiosity? Like, uh, I think there's some morbid curiosity with the Kanye stuff. And I, I, I thought the Kanye shenanigans were funny up until the most recent one. Now it's just kind of like a head-scratcher and pretty sad. But Yeah, I, uh, I, I, yeah he's a hard person to understand. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I well, I I think it's his. They say it's bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. and um, I would say that when he did the Jesus thing, uh, however many years ago, and he's going around various churches and he let out the album that that was that was one product of it, and now this is another product of it, and the ultimately, I, I don't think you're going to be less authentic when you're when you're having this manic episode. You're probably going to be more authentic. Which makes this a little bit troubling because I understand he wanted to name one of his albums after Adolf Hitler, and that he actually admired him. It's one thing to read Mein Kampf and to admire certain things about him, or to just appreciate the history, but to admire him in such a way that it now appears, yeah, I think it's quite troubling. I think Tucker Carlson, if you look up what happened with him, where he selectively edited the interview and took out the Jew talk, I don't think it looks good on Tucker, um, but. Oh, I didn't know he did that. It's not a good thing if he did that. That's for sure. The Jew talk was not nearly at the level that it it got to after, but Mm -hmm. he did mention, uh, I think it was something about he'd rather have his kids celebrating Hanukkah than Kwanzaa because uh, something, something money, Um, which they they call that anti-Semitic. I I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. No, that's that's the big thing, yeah. Which is not really anti, you know, because Archie Bunker would uh, would hire the Jewish lawyer, right? Because oh, they they were the best. I don't know. Kanye's so, yeah. all over the place, so I'm getting really suspicious but, uh, about him. When you get back to the political violence, you know, we've got Jared Lee Lofner shot Gabby Giffords. We had some lunatic um, Rachel Maddow fanatic shot up uh, a softball game between the uh, the Congress, and he was targeting Republicans. Of course, we had the summer of love in 2020. Yeah, they were shooting up so everybody. Like we have the both sides of them going on here, and you know, I, I, I would argue that the Democrats are far worse. Um, but we shouldn't be excusing violence on any side, and we're getting to the point where mm-hmm. an increasingly significant number of people will try and come up with some kind of um, explanation to rationalize what's going on if it happens to be someone on their side. As Absolutely. As That's politics rearing its ugly head. Absolutely. As, and as far as conspiracy theories go on the Paul Pelosi guy with the, with the with the gigolo, you know, it's San Francisco. 
I'm not going to discount it, but that's not the point. The point is of course that it's some not guy the point. hit Pelosi with a hammer. Yeah, the guy was trying I mean, to kill him. About, <laughs> you know, you could get some entertainment or maybe 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 try and insight from the motivation. But the point is that, you know, a crime is a crime. And that gets back to other things. Like they have hate crimes. Like, if you, if you lynch a person because he's black, does that make a difference if you lynch a person because he did something else that, you know, you got offended by that? You know, they're, they're, they're both bad. You know, uh, the, the, a hatred in itself shouldn't be a crime, whether it's a motivator for a crime or something worth exploring. But I don't think... You know, I guess we're getting too philosophical. Well, I don't think first that, of all, any difference in, in anybody that hurts anybody, it's a hate crime. They shouldn't get a bigger sentence because they call it. They should get the same big sentence for whatever reason. Here, if they're if they're mentally incompetent, not mm-hmm. a hate crime. They're just they don't know what the hell they're doing. Or hey. if they are, um, let let let's well, say they think they're helping the person. Like, uh, for instance, uh, I'll get back to my pet topic. A parent signs off on genital mutilation surgery, and then the surgeon goes and does it for for a twelve year old. I would say that that is a should be a crime. Should be a crime, and maybe someday it will. I got to run, but thank you. Good to hear right, from you. Lots of things to talk about, but I thought we might need a little uplift, a little comedy at the end of the program today, because humor keeps us going. This is Brad Upton. Comedian talking about cell phone addiction. I said the 20-somethings are dumb. They're not dumb. It's just certain ways of the world. The reason I say that, you watch. In the not-too-distant future, hackers are going to knock out our cell phones and the Internet. These 20-somethings are going to come to a stop, stare at their phone, and have no idea what to do next. <laughs> because they've always had an Internet connection. If we lose the Internet, us old folks, we got a plan B. <laughs> You 20-somethings are going to have to find a bunch of old people and ask us how to do stuff. <laughs> hey, mister, can you help me get home? I don't know how to do directions. <laughs> well, I can draw you a map, but you're going to have to listen and store the information in your head. <laughs> and I'm not here to tell you life was better before cell phones. It wasn't. I love my phone. I'm addicted to that thing. You ever lose your phone? Oh, that's a panic attack. I lost my kid at the mall one time. I didn't panic like that. Because I have two kids. Never has technology moved so quickly as the past 20 plus years. My son was at my house a couple years ago. He called my mom, his grandma. He turns to me, he goes, I think grandma's phone's broken. I go, why? He goes, listen to this. I go, it's a busy signal. He'd never heard one. He goes, now what do I do? I go, hang up. He goes, how do I leave a message? You don't. He goes, now what do I do? I go, well, wait a few minutes. Call her back. He goes, that's stupid. And I was like in your house growing up, my house growing up, my dad never answered the phone. He wasn't getting out of his big old chair. That phone rang, he'd just look at us kids. It was our job to answer the phone, right? I was telling my son that story one day. He goes, why didn't you tell your dad to get the phone? (laughs) My World War II Marine dad? 
I tried it once. <laughs> Had no idea to get out of the chair that quickly. <laughs> when I woke up, that phone was inside me. <laughs> hey, Dad, why don't you get the... <laughs> Here's something that kills me about technology and old people, and by old people, I'm talking about people my age. Watch us when people are taking pictures. We got the camera out. We all stop. We don't want to walk in front of it because we think we're going to ruin the film. Hey, Boomer, no more film. Keep moving. These guys delete more pictures in an hour than we used to take in a year. You remember Roll of 24? That thing would last you all year. You get that back, you go, look, there's Uncle Billy. He's been dead at least a year. Oh, man. I got I got some new Uncle Billy photos. <laughs> and photos weren't unlimited. You had to keep track. Remember that little counter on the bottom of the camera told you how many were left? That's why all the Sasquatch photos are crappy. <laughs> Everybody was down to their last shot. Like, oh, there he is. Click. Ah. <laughs> Behind a tree. Before COVID, I worked in Singapore and Hong Kong. I worked these English-speaking comedy clubs, and I flew from Hong Kong to Singapore on Tiger. It's this cut-rate Asian airline. They cram you all close together. And I don't feel like a big man, but in Asia, I'm gigantic. <laughs> I did not realize it until I was standing at the gate looking around going, oh, my, I'm the biggest guy here by a lot. So I'm 6'1", 190. 195? 200? <laughs> probably 202 this morning. Anyway, I was the biggest guy by a lot on the jet, and I had a window seat, and there was a guy in the aisle, and I said, uh, can I sneak past you? He said, your sneaking days are over, my friend. Now that is funny material. This comedian is, uh, Brad Upton. I'll play some more of his stuff later on. In the meantime, I would thought I might play a little piano music. Hope there's no teeth in the keyboard. Oh, something bit me. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Liberace and his candelabra and his brother George. Boy, did he have some outfits, huh? Looking at you. Meet you back here at the gin joint. Hey, we had a good time today. I hope you did. If you did, come back tomorrow. It's no cover charge. something we can all do. Be kind to each other. Alright? Don't believe how easy it can be. WICHAM 1310 in Norwich, 99.9 